brothers and gamers that have been playing games since the early 1980s. Combined, they have over 65 years' experience. Join them each week as they discuss and rant about gaming and entertainment news. This is Generation X Gaming. And welcome back to another day, another week of Generation X Gaming, a weekly podcast that goes over a few of the top stories from the past week, and we rant along the way. Joining me each and every single week is my co-host, Sergeant McCluskey. What's going on, bro? Bro. 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 You know, every... I, I'm, getting a, I'm getting a little depressed watching all these videos every week. I'm waiting for someone just to just to say some happy shit and just turn off their camera. Oh, you're talking about all the all the just just anything. Yeah, just all the news that's just, on there. Just anything, like the, the Captain Marvel stuff. I laugh my ass off. Oh, that's one of the other stories I want to talk about. Right, oh, I totally God. forgot to bring Captain that up before. The thing is incredible, bro. Um, those of you that don't know what Generation X Gaming is, the weekly podcast that goes over a few of the top stories in the past week, and we rant along the way. Oh, the, we're gonna fucking rant. There's gonna be a the, rant this week. The key before. of this podcast. I Three espresso is is ranting. Ranting is, ranting is the is the what distincts us from other podcasts, but it has actual structure. We do a lot of ranting, but um, amazingly, it's it's structured ranting. It's hard. It's hard to put into words calmly when the amount of manure being shoveled into our living room is at, at the level that which it is. Well, it's uh, very hard to talk calmly about it. On on this on this week's episode, we're going to be talking about uh, lots lots of stuff about Xbox or Microsoft. We have news about Sony; they may or may not have put a purchase in for a company or rumors. Uh, we're talking about Battlefield Five. We're talking about uh, a new game from the creators of Left for Dead. Uh, we're we're talking about Ooh. Google is throwing their hat in the ring for for gaming. Um, again, uh, Microsoft. A lot of Microsoft stories. A lot of Microsoft stories. Um, I want to talk about Anthem. A little bit because they had a patch that was supposed uh, to come out on the 12th. We do. We do. I'm trying to support it. I really am. Oh, no. I'm trying to support it. I'm trying to support it. I've been playing nonstop. I have almost 300 hours total since the VIP beta to the open beta to the early access to the launch for the last three weeks. I play eight hours a day every day. On my Xbox account, it says I have 14 days already played inside of Anthem. And I'm going to tell you what I think. Uh, what's going on? And they 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 went they went silent. They went silent. Um, but Jesse Andrews, who which is one of the uh, community devs, he came out and said uh, what they're doing. And I, I appreciate their their open. But there was one tweet that went out that really got me. I was like, that's it. I'm done. And and jokingly, I put out a tweet. And this tweet, if they ever if I ever made it big, this tweet that I sent out would make them not work with me, which I'm fine with because, but I truly meant like, Hey, you want me to test your game? I'll test your game. Right. So we'll, we'll talk about that as well. Why um, are you sporting your headset? Like a DJ? What are because, you doing um, when I go like this, it cuts off because these things are so good. It's like soundproofs everything. And I can't hear. So I think I'm yelling because I'm, like, I'm not monitoring. I like, I like those headsets, but I think my, my head radiates too much heat and I get sweaty ear. Well, that just sounds like a personal Is that because I'm a fat guy? Maybe. Maybe. If you start sweating from your ears, you're probably fat. Like, I'm not, I don't even wear it from that long. It's like I get all crazy and, like, my head starts sweating, just like the ears. Like, 
I didn't know my ears could sweat that much. Chaos. It's like gross. There's no way it worked. You're telling me when you did the MAC address this afternoon, you're playing the game, and now you're getting legendaries? Please tell me that's not true. Because if that's true, three legendaries just today. Yeah. Okay, well, then I'm going if, to talk if he, about... If he, if he proves it over the week. No, no. If he keeps track I'm, I'm going I'm to talk about the story then, right? Because if this is happening, it might not be correlated, but he gave me an email that, he, that, that uh, EA sent to him to how to fix the legendary problem that they're not dropping. It took me nine days, Sarge. Nine days, 72 hours, okay, of playing eight hours a day for nine days to get my next legendary drop in Anthem. Okay? It's ridiculous. Anyway, we'll talk about that. Let's start off. Let's start off uh, with Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel this week opened up at the box office and made a $155 million. Now, what the what the thing looks like is in your face, everybody, we told you, you guys thought you were going to boycott the movie, and I don't know who, because most people, there's no spoilers, we didn't watch it, Fox, or I didn't, I didn't see it yet. Um, I'm just talking about the sales. So, those of you who don't know, Captain Marvel, um, Brie Larson said that she didn't want white males interviewing her, and this whole thing got blown out of context, and you listen to the actual no, thing. That she, good context. No, no, I know. I understand. Uh, when you listen to her, it does sound really bad when she, when you hear her say it. Um, anyway, people were going to boycott the movie. We talked about it last week. Rotten Tomatoes took it down. You couldn't do any kind of bad reviews or anything like that. So Captain Marvel opened up last week on International Women's Day, which was last Friday. And it opened up, and the mixes were in, right? People were like, it's good. Other people were like, eh, it's, it's the worst Captain, or it's the worst Marvel movie to date, but it's still good. It's a Marvel movie, right? Uh, other people are like, it's good, but it's kind of boring. Other people are like, oh, it's really cool because they're setting up stuff for, for Avengers, um, the last Avengers one. So it, it, it makes $155 million. It makes $450 million or something like that worldwide. Domestically, but, it made one hundred fifty five. But, but, but the problem is that the ratio between worldwide and domestic is skewed off Correct. Of every other Marvel movie ever made. So the rumor now is they lied about box office numbers. Well, Ca Captain Marvel opened up in more theaters than any other Marvel movie in the history of, of Marvel so far. That's how scared they were. Right. So they opened it up in more places. It, it opened up in like 4,500 theaters, right? Which is about, about 2,000 more than like Avengers. Not to mention that in the Midwest and the middle of the country and some of the more less populous areas of the country, when you looked up movies to look at movies Every in your movie area. Every movie was closed. All, all, only movies that sure you could buy tickets for online was Captain Marvel. Yes, in Australia, uh, I saw a video in Australia on the opening weekend, last weekend. Friday, Saturday, Sunday, all movies except one, Lego Movie 2. Okay, was open and it had one showing <laughs> on Sunday. On Sunday, all the rest of them, okay, all the rest of them were not showing. There was no show times for any movie anywhere in Australia, okay, except for Captain Marvel. Now, here's the thing. You know, you can check that though, right? All you do is talk to the ma the, the the manager of the movie houses and ask them if they were told that they had to show. And they were also probably told not to say anything. Correct. Right. So basically, here's the thing, right? They made this false thing because if you remember, 
before all this drama started, they said that Captain Marvel was going to make $180 million at opening box office weekend domestically. Then they lowered it to 150, 130, 100, 80. And they said it's going to make $80 million opening weekend, right? This is after the drama with all the people saying they're going to boycott it and whatever. And this is what they, this is the narrative that they, they spun, right? They said it was only going to make $80 million opening weekend. And then it turned around and made 155, right? So in their eyes, they hold up the middle fingers and say, see, you couldn't boycott us because we were only supposed to make 80 million, but instead we made 155. And I say, no, your actual prediction was 180 million and you lost $30 million or $25 million. Okay, but but to be fair, to, to, to discuss the arguments of the points that weren't true to begin with is the problem I'm having with this conversation. The, the people who decided what the actual amounts allegedly were supposed to be, their predictions were based off of the bad publicity, the bad publicity from Brie Larson, okay, and the lead up to what everybody was talking about in the Marvel Universe. Like the people, all the people on Reddit, all the people on Facebook, all the guys who actually go to watch these movies, right? They're taking into account all the, the numbers of white men who watch these movies, okay? So, I believe that they were concerned that the actual bad publicity of the Reddit and Rotten Tomatoes was actually going to affect the movie. So Disney pressed the panic button. They erased the bad reviews. They opened up in more theaters and they they manipulated the online ticketing systems on most of the online ticketing services to show only Captain Marvel on that opening weekend to buy tickets for. Right which are all manipulations to help with the number. So let's say they're correct in the crazy number, which was supposed to be 80 million. They thought that Brie was gonna cost them $100 million. I don't believe that for a moment. I believe that people who are gonna see Marvel movies are gonna see Marvel movies. They're not looking at it from the feminist point of view or, the, or a sexist point of view or anything. It's a fucking comic book movie, okay? Mm -hmm. People want to see the comic book movies because they want to see their heroes live on the screen. That's what they do. That's what we do. Okay. So whether it sucks or not doesn't matter. It sucks in comparison to other Marvel movies, but still outsold them. Right. Right. Like, like Thor, when Thor came out, the original Thor, that wasn't, they didn't quite have the Marvel template down yet. And so everyone looks at that one as a bad Thor movie. They love Ragnarok. But most people well, decided against the yeah, regular Thor. The rig once they got the template down. No, but well, hold on a second. The reason they didn't like the Thor after the second Thor came out and the third Thor came out is because it was the first Thor. They didn't think it was a shitty movie when it first came out. They saw Thor and they're like, ah, it was a good movie. Then they saw the second one. And now they saw Ragnarok and they're like, oh, the first Thor is the worst one. Right? Like, come on. Let's be honest there. But my point is that they sold 4,000 4, theaters, Right. That's 2,000 more theaters than any of the other Marvel movies. Right, and it's, a, it's based on a character that no one knows what the fuck it Correct. is. Correct, and it made $155 million. I'm not taking anything away from what the movie did. Right? It averaged about $35 million is what I'm looking up here. $35 million uh, per theater, okay, to make $155. It's actually, they even, they boosted it. It's, it's, it's $153.4 million is what it made, okay? The statistical data showed that day-to-day, -day, though, the percentage drop is greater with this movie than it was with, let's say, Black Panther, which Correct. had the same kind of numbers. 
The, right, the but also, it also opened up in Friday less theaters. And Saturday and Saturday, yeah. That's right. The difference between Friday and Saturday and Saturday and Sunday, the percentage drop each day was greater with Captain Marvel. Yes, it went it down was, It went down a total of, I think, of like 27% or something like that. Correct. Uh, it went down like 16%, then it went down 27% right. day after day, right? But it, it didn't mean anything to them because they were able to manipulate it enough to where they had it in enough theaters to get the numbers that they needed. Correct. But my whole point to this is that they originally said 180 million, right? They made it lower. So when they did 155, they're making it sound like in your face, you didn't do anything to us, but they did because you literally were $25 million short of what your actual first time goal was that you predicted because you were opening up in 4,000 theaters and you thought this many people were going to make it and they didn't make it. So they, they said people were boycotting. So let's lower the number. And then the number went above what they did. Of course, if I say I'm going to make $1 and then I make a million dollars, Oh, yeah, I don't know if, I'm a success. I don't know, I don't know if those guys who and I, I, I got to go back and look at the research now. I don't remember the guys who originally said they that they were taking for studios did that they were predicting this number. The studios do that. The studios do that based on what their other sales were, the based on their marketing that they're doing, based on how many theaters they're opening up on, and that's when they say they're going to make that much money. That's what that's how they predict it. Right, the the studios themselves predict what the movie's going to make because that's the number they want to hit. Okay, so they they hype it up and they're like, oh, and it's almost like a once they promote that before the movie comes out, it's almost like a bolster of oh, we can do that, right? Because for some strange reason, as humans, we look at oh, what number is on the all time list? Oh, we can beat that. Let's make it number ten. Remember, Star Wars was number one. For like 30 years on the list, right? It opened up in like 400 theaters and it made like an astronomical amount of money. And then when, when Titanic came out, it blew that out of the water. And then when Avatar came out, it blew that out of the water, right? And then when Harry Potter's came out, they blew all that out of the water. The last 20 years, every movie that comes out every year keeps beating the next number over and over and over. That's what they they boasted. They, they do it on purpose, to tell you that, hey, this is the number that we're trying to hit. And everyone's like, oh, yeah, we can do that. There's been people that saw this movie three, four times already, right? They're like, oh, it's the greatest Marvel movie ever. Sure. Here's another thing that they did. Okay, I don't know if you saw this on review sites, but on multiple review sites, they had bots. Disney paid for bots. Yeah, that, everyone that, that over, was kind of scary. I'm going to be honest with you. Everyone over That's and over scary. said, well, Captain Marvel... Uh, I was really surprised and blah, blah, blah. And you went down two more. It's the exact same thing. You went to a different site. They finally got smart. The bots were doing different paragraphs and they made different characters' names and they had different sayings. But you would see the same saying multiple times in the thing because most people, when they do a review and they look down, they're only going to read the top three, three, three spots yep. that, they're, that they're seeing. But if you open it up and start scrolling down, you're like, that's the same, that's the same review as that guy. That's the same review as that girl. That's the same review as this. Right. It's just scummy the way they did it. Right. It's just scummy the way they did it. The no, it's, whole... it's, more, it's more than scummy, bro. It's a little bit terrifying to know that they can actually do that. Correct. Right. First silence you, then put in fake bots to tell you what the reviews are to, to hype up the stuff. Right. And then manipulate numbers and then manipulate numbers based on low ball of figures, making it higher than what it is. And then, of course, they never really tell you like other studios. Right. You always hear about the domestic numbers and the domestic numbers. Uh, the domestic numbers usually just tell you like, hey, this movie opened up and they made $200 million this weekend, right? They tell you they tell you the worldwide numbers later. But every story that was running this past week about they Captain made, Marvel, they made, sure, they made sure they put the worldwide numbers they in. They brought it. the whole worldwide numbers and said it made 455, right? And 
I just think the whole I don't know what Disney's thinking. I, I really don't know what Disney's thinking because you said it in chat the other day, right? That majority and we all know this, it's not like brain surgery here. Majority men read comic books. Okay. Majority of men are comic book nuts. Okay. Majority. I'm not saying there's not any women that don't enjoy it. Okay. Now they did a they did a poll. I don't know how they did the poll or whatever, but they said sixty one percent of the people that went to go see the movie this weekend were men. Okay. Men. If it was but boys, I teenage I boys, they were men. I, I don't know how they do see, it. Every anyone who's actually taken statistics in school knows it's like a hundred people any, anybody anybody can manipulate statistics to to be what it is you want it to be to say 61 percent of all the people that saw captain marvel were white men could mean no, that no, they not white men two, just men. Oh, i'm sorry just, just men. men they could have hired two guys to hang out in front of a theater right okay two different theaters and ask everybody who came out what movie did you go see right and then count guys and girls right and to get that percentage right like it, there's it's not a true a, a decisive Practical statistic. Right. It's it's I it's more decided, of a sentence. A I, census. I just said seventy one percent, and I splatter it up front page. Right. Seventy one percent of everyone who went to go see Captain Marvel were right. men. Take that, feminist. I'm like you, that's <laughs> not that's not how it works. I'm I'm going to go watch this movie. I'm going to go watch it. I'm I'm watching it this weekend. I'm watching it this weekend. I I have no problem. I wasn't offended in any way, shape, or form. Uh, I'm going to watch it because I want to watch the Avengers one as well, right? I want to watch the Avengers ones as well. So uh, I'm going to watch this. I'm going to enjoy it. Um, and I'll tell you I'll tell you next week. On next week's show, I'll tell you if I enjoyed it or not, uh, or if you watch my, you know, regular, regular stream. I won't ruin anything, obviously. I always don't ruin any kind of spoilers or anything. You come into my chat and type any Marvel character in chat, it's going to, it's going to purge you. So that's all. I just wanted to say that the, the, the whole the whole justification of well we beat your number we were only gonna make eighty million and we made one fifty five so in your face it's like well okay cool spin it however you want spin it however you want to make it look glamorous but and, that makes and but that thing. makes them that they're that they're terrified they're actually terrified of the actual people who want to watch the movie yeah yeah it doesn't make sense I don't know why they do it they did the same thing with Star Wars they did the same thing I don't know I don't know what Disney I don't know what Disney's thinking as far as uh, just their whole strategy the last, like, five years uh, with their movies and stuff. It just doesn't make any sense to me. Um, <clears throat> all right. Next story. Well, go ahead. No, no. No, no. No, go ahead. No, we're going to stop. We're going to move on. <laughs> we're moving on. Okay, the next story I want to talk about is Google. Uh, this would be two Google stories back-to-back. Google has filed a patent for an everything controller. I don't even know what this means. Okay. And everything it controller. Play, it means you can play one hand while you're typing on your phone and masturbating. It's there no secret that Google is looking to disturb the market, the gaming market. The company's Project Stream technical test ran for several months and allowed participants to play Assassin's Creed Odyssey in the Chrome browser tab. No installation required. Now Google has filed a patent application for its own gaming controller, and there's more... Uh, to it than meets the eye. The diagrams of the Google controller, which um, aren't particularly special or surprising, they show a kind of wireless two-handed dual thumbstick design with standards array of face buttons, D-pad, and triggers, which become uh, accustomed to over the last few console generations. The only Google-specific detail of the diagram is the inclusion of the Google Assistant icon on the lower edge of the controller's face, which could be a buttoned or light-up indicator. 
what more is interesting, the features Google describes that the patent application text, instead of being used with a specific device, the Google controller would be used to several devices and device types. So you could also have one controller that worked across television screen, a PC, a tablet, and a mobile phone. Further, the patent suggests that Google wants users to be able to receive notifications from a cloud-based games uh, on the controller and then choose which of the pot potential devices you use to respond to the notifications. Google has also said that in the application, the multiple users would um, politely uh, store profile and game information on the controller itself, allowing them to use the controller as a key account or account key uh, to stream services with the device that's compatible. Uh, what this potentially means is that Google's presence in the in the big keynote at GDC in San Francisco next week uh, won't be revealing any Google Box console at all. Instead, it seems likely they'll be announcing a subscription service for streaming AAA games on anything that can handle streaming video and that you'll be able to access anywhere using the easily portable controller. Now, right. show me a picture of this thing. Here's here's the drawing of the controller. There was an actual it's picture. Basically, it's basically an Xbox controller had sex with a PlayStation controller. Yeah, it's it's very boxy. It doesn't seem like it's ergonomical. ergonomical. Um, it looks it, it's a remote controller. What, what what did Google invent? No, they're not inventing anything. What they're what they're saying is there's a a button on there. So this basically the patent of this controller will be able to use it on anything. So if if you have internet on your TV, you open up a browser, you're going to be able to have a streaming service on your on your TV and use this controller there. You can use it on your computer. You can use it on your on your it's, on your mobile it's, device. It's a it's the exact cross between a PlayStation and an Xbox controller. No, no, but it's not what it looks like. It's the internals of it. The internals of it. You're going to be able to use this controller on any device. It's a universal, I, basically a universal I, I remote for any video game on any platform. So basically, they did Assassin's Creed on the browser on Chrome, right? So you could use this controller in your Chrome browser. It would work with the game wirelessly hooked up to the cloud for the streaming service to play Assassin's uh, Creed Odyssey on your browser. On my iPad. On your iPad, on your Android device, whatever, right? That's that's what they're saying. So here's yet another. If this is if this is true and this comes out, well, it's patent, right? We know it's true. But if the streaming service is true, this is yet another, yet another service, right? Because Xbox is getting into the streaming service now, right? They want to get the XX Project X, X Cloud, right? PlayStation already filed where you can do, you can play it over. They just had the app the other day. Where you can play it, your your games, right? All I want to see. I want to see what these gamers are gonna do. I want to see. I want to see what's gonna happen with this. Everybody's got to have a subscription service. So what? What are they? What are they? Instead, instead of paying three hundred bucks for the year between the games you buy and the controllers you buy and the batteries you buy, now I got to pay one hundred and eighty dollars a month if I have all the services because I got I got to play games. Like here, here's here's the thing on, though, man. right? Like Google saying that this controller, right? Like I I honestly I'm not an Xbox fanboy, but I honestly think that this controller is the best controller out there. I just here I'll show you. I just don't like. I just don't like the PlayStation controller. Like, it's just, it feels too dainty in my hands, right? The Xbox controller has a nice, nice wide base to it. It just feels nice in your hand. The PlayStation, when you when you hold it, I feel like I'm, I got to grip it a little bit harder and like, like, I can't relax with it in my hand, right? It, 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 feel, it feels weird. And you're right. Look, if you look at that picture, here, I'll bring it back up. No, I won't. There it goes. 
no, doesn't want to work. Cool. There it is. So if you look at this, right, there's the PlayStation, there's the the, the Xbox. It, it does look like it, it had a baby between the two, right? But like, it is. They, they mixed it. But it's not a, you can't tell me you have a patent on it. Their patent on the technology. Microsoft and or Sony are both going to say uh, that looks too much like our controller. No, no, no. But they're not patenting. You can see the patent. The patent's patenting the buttons where the things are. Where, where the things are. That's why it says 430, 460, 410. They're patenting the the mechanics of the actual controller, right? They're not they're not patenting the controller. They're patenting the technology and the way it looks of the controller, right? I don't know if this is going to be a, a seller because um, Steam tried to do this. With the, they made a, they made a controller, right? So you can play your PC games and your television and all this stuff. It's like this market now is like everyone wanted to make a console, but now it's getting easier to play your games anywhere, right? Like Xbox is going to be introducing Xbox uh, X Project Cloud or whatever, Project X Cloud, uh, where you can play the games over service. I just don't see, I don't know. What do you guys think in chat? Is this something that you're like, oh man, I can't wait for this controller to come out so then I can just play any game anywhere I want uh, and use this really controller? I think your, your hand's going to cramp. When you, when you play with this controller for some reason. I don't know. It just doesn't look very, very, very stylish in any way, shape, or form. Um, we're, we're, coming, we're coming to a crossroads. We're coming to a crossroads of how gaming is going to be perceived. And if all gaming is going to be, I have to pay for a monthly subscription in order to rent games that are never mine, and then if I quit, if I quit the subscription, any game I've ever played that I haven't actually bought is basically erased from my hard drive or I can't access it anymore. Right, you won't be able to access it unless you pay again. Right. So the longer the longer I have a subscription, the 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 more the more traumatic it's going to be when I don't give them money. Okay, well I, I have a question for you. And and I'm just trying to play a devil's advocate here. Most games now aren't full-fledged games anyway, right? They're regardless if you buy the physical copy or you buy the digital copy, right? You can either rent the digital copy or buy the physical copy and you own the disc but you actually don't own the game because you have to put the disc in the, in the machine. The machine reads it and says, okay, you have access to this. And then they open it up and like give it to you. Right? So what is the difference in your, in your head, Sarge? Because it's the same. Yeah. It's the same. If it's digital, yeah. I can, I can grab, I can grab Borderlands. You're talking 2 right about, now. yeah, you're talking about I, older I can, games. I can grab Borderlands 2 right now put it in a disc player. I can no, no, play no. It. I understand that you're talking about older games, right? I can still, I, I'm talking about any game. No, 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 but I'm talking about the last five years, the last five years, most games that are online that you're playing, if you have the hard copy or not, still has to access their, their system. So it's just a key. It's not, not actually most only, of the online only, games, the one, all the ones that have to say online only now. Yes. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. Most of those games are like that. If you notice, even single-player games, okay, has to have access to online because then when they do the patches or whatever, that's the, that's the way they get away with it, right? It's it's not about getting away. It's it's about that they they are trying to they are trying to get you to believe that nothing is yours. You're just going to hand over money, and I'm supposed to accept the fact that I'm borrowing the game for X number of months until I no longer play it, and then it just falls off. Right. So it's a service, period. I am not purchasing anything. I am renting. I am renting the ability to play the game that you made. That's what they want. They don't want me to actually own it. 
Correct. And that's what I'm saying, though. The difference, I, I, I know where you're saying, I know what you're saying, where you're going. But most games that are deleted, delivered now are just keys on that disc. Like you buy a hard copy, the game is not technically, you don't have access to oh, it. I even, it. No, even, no, I get it. I'm a dinosaur. I'm a dinosaur. I get it. I, I, I am not brainwashed enough yet, or I haven't let myself become brainwashed enough that, that is going to allow me to say, I'm going to hand over X number of dollars a month for the privilege, according to what their words that they use, right. the privilege of playing their game. And then not only am not only enough, and by the way, this is how it's going to work. Not only am I giving you a monthly subscription for the privilege of paying your game, but every game that you come out with has some form of microtransaction in it for me to pay on top of the service I'm already paying because that's what they're doing. So, okay. I, I I'm with you. I want to, I want to be able to like put it. I, I'm listen. I am. I am glad. I am glad that I am on the tail end of gaming as we knew it. And now the younger kids are going to have to figure out what it is to get dicked and understand what it means. But they, but they, but they won't actually play a game. Yeah, but they won't because they're going to be, they're going to be raised. Eventually, eventually you figure it out. No, they won't because the kids that are playing games now, like my son, he's four years old. Every game that he's played is a game of service or is a is a is he's used to it already yeah but he's got to pay for it that's that's when it starts to sink no, in no i got it i got it but what i'm saying is he won't even know that there was discs that you that you used to own and put into a, a machine right it, it, the only reason he would know that is because i taught it to him right otherwise he would just like there's kids nowadays that didn't even know their cds sarge like they thought all music was digital that you could just go to Spotify. Why would you buy a regular disc when I can pay a $10 a month fee and just stream all the music that I want? It's it, Gaming is going the same way as music, right? Before, people loved vinyls. They still do, right? Hipsters love vinyls, okay? They love the vinyl, and other people love... It, it was like our, our, our parents. They loved A-Track, right? They, they loved the old, the old... Yes, yes, but they bought a record, and it's theirs. Correct. It's theirs, you but want, they also want all, they want all media. They want all media to be digital, so nobody has anything. Correct. But right? even if you have the vinyl, if you don't have a record player to play the vinyl on, right? I get it. Then you can't play it. I I get it. So so what what happens ten years from now when you try to boot up your Xbox One because you want to play Skyrim, right? Because you have you're nostalgic for Skyrim, and you put it in the machine and the Xbox doesn't work. What do you do? You can't you can't play it. But if you buy the new Xbox. It's backwards compatible, and you can rent it right now. Because you owned it before, you can play it right now, but you have to pay $10 a month. Yeah, I, 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 I'll, I'll repeat the statement from two or three sentences ago. I am glad I am at the tail end of this. I am glad that I lived through the best of gaming that ever was. Okay, the best of gaming that ever was. Because what's happening now is incredibly ridiculous. And the, those that don't, those that actually are going to grow up and believe that just handing over money for a promise of a product and a service for entertainment, and not just one, because if you're if you're into games, you got to have more than one. There's going to be three or four services going on at least minimum. Right. So I want to see what the mindset of a young adult who get who finally is going to college. He understands games. He leaves work or he leaves he leaves school. Now he's got to get a job, pay the mortgage, pay, uh, pay the bills, 
pay the insurance, pay the, pay a car, pay this, and now your cable bill, your internet bill, and now there's this other list of bills for your entertainment. Yep. Yep. Uh, I'll, I'll, let, let's see, I, I predict either most people will go into finance as their major, or most people will be living on the street because they can't understand why they're broke. Uh, Saltine King, they can, are you talking about the licensing? They could, they could definitely, if you're, if you want to play Xbox and if you want to play Skyrim on your old Xbox one, but like we're talking 10 years from now, right? And your Xbox is broke. You, you wouldn't be able to play the game. So the only option is to go buy another Xbox one. Right. The, 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 the. The cul-de-sac that they're in, Saltine, is the fact that they, they know eventually the items that you actually own yourself will be meaningless. And in order for you right, to access your to nostalgic, access, to access anything right. that you want to play with, right. you're going to have to bow over to right, the supreme overlords of right. the monthly service fee. I'm just, and I'm just saying this. I, this is not a fact right now because obviously is, is Skyrim part of the Game Pass? I don't think it is. But anyway, let's say it was part of a Game Pass or some streaming service. You already own Skyrim. But your Xbox is broke, or your PlayStation is broke, and you can't play it because your Xbox is just broke. I got one in the closet. I right? No, that's what I'm saying. So you would have to go out and buy another Xbox, right, and and get one, right, and see if it works, or you would have to buy the streaming service. And because you already own it, they'll be like, well, if you already own the game, you're not buying the game again. You're just buying the service for the hundred games on it for this price, and that's one of the games. You know what I'm saying? Or the new system is backwards compatible. But if it doesn't have a disk drive, you can't put it in, but, so then you can't... I forget what the technical term in marketing is. If I can remember the word from the days of me going to college, I would remember it. But what ends up happening is you, you, you inter integrate the technology to the people with a free and open mentality, and everybody consumes it. And then once everybody has it and they have to have it, they're not going to let go of it. Like the, like the telephone, for instance, they're not going to let go of the telephone, right? Then you turn off the service of what it was and you say, well, now you have to do it this way right. or don't keep it. Right. And there's no way anyone's going to say, well, I can't keep it. This is ridiculous. Well, so now you just you have to. Right. It's going to be you have to not not that you have a choice. It's going to be you have to. Well, it's, it's, it's sort of like the scandal that was happening with Apple phones. Right. When the new phones introduced, they've been slowing down the old phones. So your phones and the battery life dies. They do it on purpose. So you have to buy a new phone. Right. You're like, no, I'm going to I'm going to. I'm holding on to this. This is generation one iPhone, and I'm holding on to this. They're like, no, no, it's it's not going to work. The battery's dying. No, it yeah. literally it will literally be a brick in three years. Right. So because the because the operating software that you download each time makes your phone slower and slower until you believe until you believe that your phone doesn't work anymore. Right. Because because right. that's how electronic devices work. For some reason, it just keeps getting more and more stuff in it, and it slows to a crawl, and then it's not working anymore. <laughs> That's like saying if I put more songs on my hard drive, the computer no longer can play the song anymore. It, right. It's got too many right. songs. It's got too many it. songs on it. Too many yeah. songs. It almost turns into like the Destiny Vault where there's too many guns and the the game won't work uh, properly anymore. Listen, man, I, you know, it, it, it pains me. You don't understand it pains me. If, and and I, I'm going to do a segue now. We might as well since we're already talking about this stuff anyway. But for those for those adulting gamers in the room or people who listen to this, now would be a good time to pay attention to Activision and EA stocks. And the reason for this is because after some studying of my own over the last two years and watching what the stocks of EA and Activision have done, when the service, Games Live as a service and the Game Pass uh, business model 
starts to catch on, and it will because you're not going to have a choice. You're going to have to understand that the profits that the company will make from selling a game will double. It's automatic. This is not counting the Game Pass. This is counting just the digital product. So those of you who are trying to get involved in gaming company stocks because you guys like games and you want to be involved and stuff, you think that it's a beneficial thing, I would put some money on the side and I would start doing some research on Activision and EA. And even though I hate them to death, I'm going to start buying stocks because at this point in time is probably going to be the lowest point that the stock is going to be from here probably for the next 10 years because when hard copies go away, profits automatically double because there's no, there's no moving product. There's no physical product. There's no printing disc. There's no hiring a truck driver. There's no middleman. Right. It's what they sell is what they make. And so at that point, prices profits for the company will double without game pass without origin access just selling the game profits are going to double so the stock's going to start going up and once they start having a reoccurrence of income with a game pass or origin access model that recurring income will be part of the bottom line for each quarter and it will forever go up because that's the only way it can go because there are no more digital there are no more hard copy right they're 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 so anybody who wants out. to get in on the, what they say is the ground floor for tech, after all this hoopla and stocks coming down, and they have come down quite a bit, guys, if you haven't been paying attention for the last year, EA and Activision stocks have come down quite a bit, right? 50% loss on a stock is pretty fucking low, okay? And now is the time, if you have some money put away and you want to invest in something, I would put some money into EA and Activision. Uh, I, 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 I hate them. I hate them, but I, I know that I know that stock's just going to go up. I know it is. So. Right. So what you want to do is you want to buy stock at EA and Activision, yeah, and then Activision. and then get a Twitter account and then promote microtransactions so people buy them so the stocks go up and then sell. Yeah, Fox. <laughs> Fox. The fifty. I, I'm not. A, I'm not a huge. I'm not like the. I'm not like the crazy guy on on Fox News, the bald Kramer guy who could tell you all the all the stock tips. But I follow the stock market, and the fifty-two week high and low for Activision and EA has been surpassed. So at this point, I wouldn't say it's the bare bottom. They're probably going to have some hiccups this year. But once it starts, once everybody forgets about these first three months and the tragedy of EA, because every three months or so, they have tragedies. But once people forget, and they always forget. They always forget who fucked them and how hard they got fucked. But they keep forgetting. But the stock is low. Under $100 for these companies is low. Right. Activision, I think, was at 40-something, 40 40-something, 40 $48. Once the ball starts rolling again and they start getting the reoccurring income, I'm telling you, I'm telling you. Well, right now, you guys don't have to invest your whole house. Right now, EA stock. I'm just saying a portion of your money. If you if you guys like the stock market, I'd be paying attention. EA stock is at ninety eight dollars right now, ninety eight point eight three. You know, it, it was at eighty. You know, so. Now. No, I, I'm just saying, if everyone gets mad when they say, Activision's I should have bought, bought it when it was 80, everyone says the same shit. But you have to be following the stock that you're interested in. If if this kind of tech stuff interests you, and if you do the history of the stock over the last five years, you'll see where it was. It's 52-week high. You'll see where its low was. And you'll see all the bullshit happening now. Dude. And with all that information, it's a good buy. I, it's a good what, Looking at buy. Activision's last six months looks like Mount Everest. Like going down, like you're like the top of the hill and you just look at it. Look at this. This is this is the <laughs> this is their this is their market. 
This is this is uh, September seventeenth, right? The the high was at October second at eighty three, and here we are today at forty three. That's six months. Yeah. Holy Christ! And, and and they laid off a bunch of workers, and and the numbers are. By the way, the stock's probably going to jump at the end of March, guys. It's going to jump because what they have to do is they have to give out all the numbers to their shareholders. What's the company doing for the first quarter? They have to put it out. And so once they figure out what the net worth is, where they're going, there might be a little adjustment. And then from, from here to the end, the end of the year, depending what happens, because you know, you know, Activision's got Call of Duty coming out and you know, EA's got FIFA coming out and you know, EA's got Madden coming out. Well, that'll, that'll so, always, that'll always be like a, look at, look at this. You could tell where this was here. Here it is on February 6th. Nothing's happening. Something leaked on February eighth about about Apex Legends, and then Apex Legends launched on February fifteenth, wasn't it? Yeah, but you but you. Oh see no, what... February eighth. It, it came out like the fourth or something like that, and then boom, skyrocketed back up to one hundred and six. I'm not saying buy the farm, guys. What I'm saying is, That's if you are an jump. intelligent human being and you like to follow stocks and you like games, and since you're playing games, you're involved in with the game, the whole process of what's going on. You're following the game companies. You're seeing what's good. You're seeing what's bad. It might be a little. It might. It might be a little interesting for you to pay attention and invest some money. Because I'm. Once once the new gaming model starts, it's not coming back. There's not going to be any more hard copies. Uh, here, here's right? here's a stock price. Profit, listen, with, without them without them doing anything, without these gaming companies doing anything, just making a game and selling it digitally, their profits are going to double. That's just that's the business. Microsoft no Microsoft's about to yeah Microsoft they've they've always been on the rise but they're way up high Microsoft's not a good good company to invest in at all very increment uh but when once they announce their new Xboxes and the new plan they have with the digital stuff and the and the Xbox project Xbox um project X Cloud but but it's one of these things where it's it's a no brainer right if you if I if I told you if I told you the profits of my if my 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 Subway sandwich company were going to double, if I told you blatantly, uh, profits are going to double the next in the next eighteen months, no, not 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 an assumption, an automatic thing. If I told you the prices, the, the products, the profits are going to double in the next eighteen months, you would say, yeah, I'd buy some stock into that one, right? This is not a made up. This is not a made up thing. This is this is an, a concrete thing. When game companies switch over, and they will slowly. I, I I predict probably next year this time, very few games will be hard copy. It'll be all digital. That's how fast it's going to move, right? And so it's not insider trading, Fox. This is open information to the public. You know it. I know it. Digital sales have increased. Digital sales increased from last year to this year from a 30-70 ratio to a 70-30 ratio. That's how fast it went. It was 30% digital, 70% hard copy last year this time. This year, it is 70% digital, 30% hard copy. What do you think it's going to be by next year this time? Right. And and mind you, Sarge is not a stockbroker in any way, shape, or no, form. No, this is me reading. This is him just doing research. So if I'm you, not Kramer from Fox if, News. If, 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 you, not, if, you, invest, if you invest your money because Sarge told you to invest your money, that's on you, not on him, not on us, not on Generation I, X I Gaming. Said, I, I didn't say take my word for it. I said read the information. Right. The information that, that here, well, talking about investing in companies and stuff like that. This next thing I want to talk about, we're gonna we're gonna show a video. This is uh, hold on one second. I think I have it muted. Do I have it muted? Yeah, 
All right, this is Project X Cloud. This was a video. I want you to watch the video real fast. We're going to listen to her. They're, they're talking about the Project X Cloud gaming. Uh... Oh, my goodness. Got some Horizon 4. Okay. Oh, now, yeah, Hager, just... Hager, you're, you're absolutely correct, but there's not going to be any returning ever again. Because once you purchase it, it's yours. Uh-huh. They're not going to give you any return policy on that one. All the heavy okay. Okay. Look. Look at her right now. I just want. I just want to pause it there for a second. She's not controlling that car. No, she's not controlling that car at all. I'm not retarded. Okay. I've watched a lot of games before. She's, she's not. Controlling she's not that controlling car. that car at all. At all. At all. Okay. Look at her left thumb. Okay. And then look at her trigger because the gas is on your trigger on the right. Okay. So check it out. Let's check it out. Completely change yeah. everything Look how awesome she I is. ever make now on. And honestly, being on the London Underground is yeah. maybe she is. I'm watching the I'm watching the, the, the thing going on, but it doesn't look like she's controlling it. No. Because if that's the controller, she's barely she's barely touching it. What is this technology? Nice try. I can't believe I'm assuming it's a video, Santos. Yeah. I don't I don't know who I don't know who they're trying to, to, to lie to. Who, okay. I don't understand who they're trying to who lie to. Plays, who plays a car game like this? Show someone play the game. Who, just, just show it. Who plays this like this? Who plays a car game like this? Who, who except my, no, even my grandmother, when she played, she like floored it, right? She, cause she doesn't know where the break is. So she just like floored it, right? This, this is not on a driving game. This is for a shooting game, right? Like, come on, people. Come on. As it plays on the console. This is all fantastic, but realistically, when are people going to actually be able to start using that? We're going to start public trial. You know what? You know what I think is is more interesting. The the longer the longer that this goes on, the whole tech, the whole gaming industry, the longer it goes on, since people are starting younger and staying in it longer, the more we're going to realize how much they're lied to you for no reason. Maybe she is playing. Like for no reason. She looks like she's playing now. It looks like a video, though. Anyway, pretty cool, right? But here's here's the thing. Now your controller is as big as the screen, right? Well, Not no, your screen is as big as your controller. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I look at it as an. I look at this though as like an addict, though, Mike. If you're some dude who's got like the Google controller on your person in your fanny pack or your book bag, whatever you guys are carrying around now, okay, and then all of a sudden. You have to whip out your your, your uh, Samsung S10, plug it into your phone, or plug it into your controller. Yeah, she is playing. And I gotta and I gotta play and I gotta play this game on a on a 10 inch screen because I got to. It's almost sounds like an addict. It's almost like an addict that I I've got to play a game. I gotta play. Well, she said. I, I hate being on the train in London. She's like, now I don't have to interact with anybody, right? I mean, that's, right. that's now someone just run by and just grab it out of your fucking hand right. and run off with it. That's what I want. A thousand dollar phone yeah. with a forty dollar controller and some dude just goes running by and grabs it and runs. Right. Like that never happens, right? Uh, anybody lived in a metropolitan city and never got a never got a, a, a run by and grab? Anybody have that happen to them? I've had it happen to me several times when I was lived in this when we lived in the city. I mean, do you think this is easier than I guess it is because they don't have to develop anything, right? Everyone yeah, every, card, everyone yeah. already has a cell phone. So all they have to do is sell that twenty dollar clip. That's a twenty dollar. Yep. That's a twenty dollar clip. You know that. Thirty dollar clip. No, nah, I think it's a nineteen ninety nine clip. No, not not when it first comes out, bro. You don't think so? 
Nope, thirty dollars, thirty dollar clip. Oh, it does. It does attach around. Does it work with my? Oh, here we go. I I, I got to know because you see it. You see it clipping from the top, right? It connects here, and then goes underneath. That's and, correct, Holly. And, and then I'll connects. Pay twice as much because you guys are all criminals. You guys don't know what the price <laughs> of anything is. So they're going to charge you sixty dollars for a thirty dollar clip. Right. <laughs> right. So think about it. It's clipping around the, the the controller like this. You can't use your elite controller. You can't use your elite controller because the paddles underneath will get in the way. So I don't know. I I like to see what they're going to do there. Tally, speaking of GTFO, Mike, you want to take it? <laughs> well, we'll get there in a second. So what do you what do you think this is? What do you think this is? Do you think this is huge, or do you think this is just a, a niche market, right? Because let's be honest. It's it's not. I, I wouldn't call it a niche market. I would call it the the natural progression of handheld gaming. If I have a strong enough phone, if 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 Microsoft does what it says it's going to do, and it's going to be play anywhere, and I can play any of those games on my phone because the phone is only streaming it. It's not actually processing it. Right? We're right. streaming the game. So. If that's the case, your phone's gonna go on, have, your phone's gonna catch fire. Your phone's gonna catch on fire, though. I can have a universal controller and I can play the game anywhere. I think people would jump at the chance. I could play. I could play any of my games anywhere. Yeah, that's another thing I was gonna th think about. That's another topic I was just gonna bring up, King. Do you think Microsoft and Google and Sony and all these are in bed with the phone companies now? Because by streaming games. People's cell phone data plans are going to be going skyrocketed through the through the roof. Well, if you don't have an unlimited plan, you must be retarded. Okay. So, and then on top of that, extended batteries, right? You're going to need extended batteries because you're you play a game like this on your on your cell phone. This is not a dumbing down version of of the game. This is the full fledged no. game that's streaming on your phone. It's it's definitely going to make your phone hot, right? Obviously. So. Do you, do you think that they're in in cahoots? I mean, we're all speculating here, obviously. Right, unlimited isn't unlimited, though. That's true. It's true. Well, they have to change the rules again. My unlimited is unlimited. They're still mad at me that I have the old plan that I have. Because as stuff has as stuff has escalated, right, they haven't been able to charge me for the stuff that I'm doing with my phone because I'm part of unlimited. And I haven't changed phones or changed right. plans. And so... The only time they can get me is if, if, if there's roaming and there's no Wi-Fi. That's the only time they can get me. So, so now what you have to do, okay? Because you know people are going to do this, right? So now you got to carry a controller, right? You got. Oh yeah, I get. I believe that's all team. Right. You got to carry your controller. You got. You, you carry your iPhone now, but then you got to get. You got to get earphones, right? So you got to get. You got. You got to put headphones in. You don't want shitty headphones, right? So you're gonna have to carry earbuds. this, this, and no, you this. You earbuds. You get earbuds. Right. You're gonna need the clip. You're gonna need. You're gonna need a charger. You're gonna need an extra battery. You're gonna need. You're gonna need but a, you're a gamer, bro. You're gonna need a lot of shit. You're a gamer. No one's using. No one's gonna be using AirPods, Duplass. Let's be. Uh, they're gamers. They're gonna be using these things, okay, on the subway system, right? They use that now to listen to music. Man bags for reasons now, right? There, there's gonna be people. You gotta buy a backpack. You gotta buy a small backpack. It's gonna fit all your shit. Okay? Hey, yeah, listen. I'm, I'm, I'm all about mobile gaming. I loved Game Boy. I loved the Lynx. I loved, I loved, uh, what was it? The I, I didn't play the Vita as much. Bluetooth like, Beats, how much are those? $300? <laughs> whatever. But the point is, if you're if you're a gamer, like, it, it, that's your that's your hobby. Remember, and don't forget, guys, hobbies cost money now. It's not like before where a hobby was like, yeah, it's your hobby. 
Uh, hobby now is you're paying you're paying a substantial part of your fucking salary towards your hobby. Okay, so uh, I'm 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 ecstatic to see new and inventive ways that I can play any of the games that I own on a mobile device. There it I is. Find that, uh, gotta buy right? one of these. Gotta buy one of these man bags. Yeah. Gotta buy one of these man bags. A merce. You gotta you gotta carry a merce. Gotta carry all this stuff in. Yeah. So not only not only are the kids going to have their school bag, but they're going to have to adapt school bags to have all these battery pack electronic stuff so they can play their on games on the go. So I, I told you we're not far. We we are not that far away. Everyone thinks that we're really far away from Ready Player One. We're really not that far. All right. So here's here's my next question for you guys, parents out there, people that are that are going to have kids or whatever, or for yourself, do you buy a Switch, or do you do this? Right? Do you do you get just the clip and, and use your cell phone as a thing, right? No one's using their phones as phones anymore. They're, they're using their cell phones as gaming devices, right? So what do you what do you do? Because I, I don't know. I've played the Switch, and the Switch is a nice size, right? It's a nice size. The phone, I mean, I have an oversized phone. This is the, the Plus, right? I mean, it's big. It's nice. It feels good. But controls on the, contro on, on the phone, they suck ass, right? Right? Right. I'm not using my phone. I can't see shit. <laughs> <laughs> right can't see shit I, I i don't know it's it's just weird some i i don't i see people using it but it's like the the reason i was saying before was do you think xbox would make a a portable device i don't think they will now because they're just using it's more money in their pocket because they have the game pass so anybody that has an iphone an android phone anybody they go out and buy a $30, $40 controller. They pay 10 bucks a month to play Game Pass and they have access to that across the, all the libraries, right? And that's zero cost to them because all they're doing is making a server-based system and people are getting they're getting charged money and they're making hand over fist because someone already made the devices for them. Right? So Microsoft's like, there's no reason to make a, a an Xbox portable. Uh, whatever you want to no, call it. No, because the phone is the screen. Right. You don't have to worry about it. Right. All you got to do is make a controller. Mm. Mark, uh, what's number one rule with all electronic devices? You don't, they don't make the most money on, on the device itself. They make money on the accessories. Accessories, yeah. It's always the accessories. Now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to change my, my thing. I, I think maybe you're right. I think it's $30. $30 for the... Uh, for, the, plastic, for, the plastic for, for the plastic clip. clip. Yeah. yeah, $30. 60 for tally. 30 for everybody else. It's 100 and, 120 for Tally. <laughs> Nervous? Yeah. Oh, hold up. too. All right. That was just perfect timing for the thing. All right. So this next story I want to talk about. There we got Project. Uh, the next one is, since uh, Tally said get the fuck out, uh, there's actually a game coming out that's called GTFO, which is a new game that's coming from the makers of Left 4 Dead. Perfect timing. Thanks, Tally, for, for, for throwing it us like that girls uh, got skills we're i'm not gonna put the the this is from games uh game spot uh you can watch the video there i'm gonna show you clips of it it cuts back to an interview and stuff they say it's very tactical very tactical um it's not like a left for dead it think think rainbow six no think colonial marines but done the right way well i would say think rainbow six very tactical okay uh, but it's not PvP. It's it's just a four man squad, and you're going in and you're, and you're trying to uh, get away from these uh, the zombies. It's a zombie. They're zombies. It looks pretty cool. They say it's hard as hell. 
Uh, I'm interested in this game. I'm interested in seeing what it does uh, and how it how it works. Is there five guys? No, there's four guys. There's four guys. What I what I find interesting is you say to me the way that they expressed it is it's a very serious tactical military shooter of us defending against zombies. Meanwhile, you put four guys in any kind of military thing in a game like that, everyone just is running around, shooting up everything, calling in hordes of guys to come down on top of you because they're trying to figure out what 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 gun is the cool gun. I'm trying okay. to, I'm trying to see if they have any There's not really a lot of mobs of people. I mean, they must hit like a one shot or hurt you really bad. Cuz Left 4 Dead, I used to love the swarms. To this day, when we play yeah, the game, when is... we played when we played Left 4 Dead with people that didn't know what was going on, you was... could watch you watch them run around. They're yeah. they're they're just anarchy. <laughs> yeah, they're running around shooting up shit, calling in the biggest swarm possible. Like, dude, bro, we're trying to win the game. What are you What are you doing? I don't know. I'm gonna hold judgment for this game. Um, well, wait, was how big was the gap from the last zombie game? Seven months? Uh, I don't I don't know. Eight months. Well, Call of Duty had zombies. Yeah, but there's always a zombie game. There's there's so many zombie games. No, Walking Dead. Walking Dead just came out and it it, it bombed. It it bombed. I I think that I think that so they had I saw so the geniuses up in the up in the office. Mike, here it comes. This year, it's gonna be br zombies. That's how that's how they're gonna combine it. Right? They can't let it. They can't let. The, they they gotta beat the Look, dead horse. I think they gotta roll it up into one. It's gonna be. Ooh, it's gonna be awesome. It's gonna be br zombies, bro. I I said BR right days zombies. gone coming out. Look, I said they should make a uh, a br game with zombies, right? And the wall is a horde of zombies, and they just keep moving in towards you. So once there is no there is no once you're outside the circle, like you get touched by that wall, and they just rip you apart, and it just keeps moving closer and closer. And, and the world's coming to an end. That's it. It's a BR game. He's the last man on Earth. Okay, that's what it's called. And it's just zombies moving in. It's like, the end, it's like the end of Halo Reach. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. I yeah. like that. I like the end. Of it. That's my favorite ending to any, any of the Halo games. I love the end of Halo Reach. Last as long as you can. That was the best. Absolute best. I felt so... I, I had such an emotional uh, issue at the last point of that game when I figured out I'm the last man on the team... And I and I held the help send off uh, Master Chief, and I have to stay there. But I felt empty inside. I felt empty inside. I'm like, this is it. Like this is this is the end of it. Like, when I played that, I was, was like, done really well. It was I done very I well. thought that so I didn't die right away. I was just killing people over and over and over. And I was like, I have to die. And I was, oh wait, spoiler alert. Sorry if someone doesn't know about it. It's been out for like a decade. Uh, yeah. Speaking of Halo, good segue, Sarge. I didn't even know we were going to talk about this. I forgot to bring it up. Halo, the Master Chief Collection, is coming to Steam, right? So uh, Halo's coming out, and they're going to release each game. They're just going to put lipstick on a pig? Is that what's going to happen? No, they're, they're, they're releasing each game separately. Um, and if you're a Game Pass holder, you get all the stuff because it's a first-party title, so obviously it's going to be on Game Pass. Uh, but if you're on Steam, um, it's coming to Steam, so you can get all the Halos. All of them are coming out. Is this something that you're interested in, Sarge? You'll play all the all the Halos again? No. <laughs> no. no. I, once again, the time period that those games came out were the best of the best, right? What Halo did back then was incredible. 
I lived it. I loved it. I played it to death. I I can't rebuy the entire series of Halo and go through it because it's remastered just for the sake of doing it. Well, they they said that, okay, it's coming out in chronological order. The PC version of Halo Master Chief Collection will come in stages uh, with each game released individually in chronological order rather than all of them together in one big bundle. This means Halo, uh, Halo Reach will be first. Uh, followed by Combat Evolved, Halo, uh, Halo 2, Halo 3, Halo 3 ODST, the campaign only, not the uh, and they're selling the uh, the PvP separately, I believe, and then Halo 4 uh, at, at the end. So 343 Industries said that the staggered schedule will enable to ensure that each game is right, emphasize that there's a PC standard feature including uh, field of view sliders, 4K resolution, ultra wide so monitor who's, support. Who's taking the time out of their busy schedule for making all these crazy games that take forever to make and are always release half ass to do a remaster of all these games? Well, Microsoft is. They're they're putting it back out there and and giving it to people and they're putting them all on there. I think it's a good game. If you if you don't own an Xbox and you wanted to play because over the years maybe you just got rid of it, but now you want to play on PC with master graphics and stuff like that, 4K support, right? I mean. That's pretty fun. There's only there's only certain games, and I do mean this into each individual mindset here. There's only certain games that you want to get the remaster because the game was so far ahead of its time when it started. Right. Like they didn't have the technology to do what they wanted to do then, but they can now. What what so what game? Oh, I know Ryan already. What what's your game? Remastered that you want to play? Yeah. Final Fantasy Seven. Oh, that's a good one. I don't if they ever if they ever release it properly because right now it's in the most ridiculous limbo ever because they know it's impossible to make that game just swap on over to remaster make it cool that's not going to happen like Final Fantasy 7 to me would be the most epic remaster ever I I ever. would I would take I really I was really hoping that one of the things for Red Dead Redemption 2 would be that you could buy the DLC of a remastered Red Dead 1 in the new graphics. I would love that, right? But I would have to say, if I can get a remaster, and it's only been a couple of years, of the whole Mass Effect series, 1, 2, and 3 remastered, I would I would take that. But there's, there, to me... They're to still good-looking, though. The They're, remasters would take about a year or two to make if they were really serious about it. But a game like a Final Fantasy would take fucking a, the, as long as it took to make a real game right, to, to remaster, remaster that it. game. Yeah. That's, how, that's how detailed the game is. right? I, I, honestly, I would like to see a Left 4 Dead remake, remaster with, with the graphics they have today. And the graphics back then were good. Actually, that's a great Actually, game. you know what? I, 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 we already talked about it. Left 4 Dead. I want a remastered yeah. Left 4 Dead. Yeah, one and two. Left 4 Dead. Yeah. That game, it's fast, furious, tactical. Such a good it's game. It's hilarious when yeah. you play with your friends. It's I never, a... if we, it's too bad Twitch wasn't around mainstream back then. I would have recorded every episode of us playing Left 4 Dead. I, I, ridiculous we, that game. You was. can still do it now. I mean, hilarious. It, it's hilarious. such, it really is such a good game. Chat, what, what games would you get remastered? Which, which games would you get remastered? What's, what's on your, on your bucket list of remastered games? I'll look up the next story while we're doing that. Okay. Oh, Brainchild's reaching back. Siphon filter, good game. Ooh, siphon filter. Are you guys good with breaks? Okay. Siphon filter. It's a good one, Brain. I used to love siphon filter. 
Destiny one. <laughs> Destiny one. <laughs> give, that, give that man some points, man. Studly nice. <laughs> give him something good. Uh, awesome. Awesome. All right. So this is uh this is a video, a teaser of Google. This is off of this is gonna be their GDC. Yeah, Siphon Filter was a great game. All right, so this is gonna be Google's uh, GDC Excuse teaser. Excuse me, brain. They'll never do it. Hold They'll up. never do it. Don't Series original me. producer no, Jade no, Raymond, no, who most recently no, what a fucking great that. game that was. God, I love that fucking game. Okay, so this is it's just music. This is Google. This is their tease for gaming, for their engine for a game they're coming out with, for games maybe they're coming out with. I have no idea, but they, they're showing every single genre, medieval, space, sports, cars. Yeah, but this, this, that means absolutely nothing to me, honestly. Well, it's next week, right? Gather around, GDC. Good. What, what do you think? What do you think that is? What do you think Google's going to come out with Right, they're they're throwing their game, their hat in the ring. Is it the streaming service? Is it uh, there a, a fleet of games that I, they're coming out with at one time? Yeah, I don't believe I don't believe Google will throw their hat into the ring with selling copies of games. I think it's probably going to be a streaming service of games. Right, they probably have some things lined up, but honestly, um, unless you've built a foundation on well, what on. the games are going to be. Here, here's a sentence from the, from the article. It says, Google plans to reveal its vision for the future of gaming, right? So what do you think this is? What do you think their future of gaming is? Future of gaming is Ready Player One. That's future of gaming. So you think it's going to be a... <coughs> excuse me. An AR or a, a VR type of... Not only are they going to introduce video games, but they're going to be introducing a headset... To play these I, things that we just I saw. I don't know if it's going to be ready as to what they think, but the end, the end game, the end game is virtual, virtual gaming. I, I, I honestly think because Google made the Google glasses and stuff, right? Didn't Google buy, I know Facebook bought Oculus, right? Facebook bought Oculus. Isn't Google, don't they have their own uh, virtual headset, the VR headset? I forget what the name of it is, or they're working on one, right? The Google Glass. Have you? Has anyone ever wore Google Glass? Didn't Glass flop? Um, it didn't flop. It was a test. It, it was a. It was a test. Google Cardboard. <laughs> no, it was a. It was a test. It was put out there. Uh, it, it's the best way you could do technology that they did. Right? They 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 beefed it up. Uh, they they pushed it out. Google Glass was twenty five hundred bucks and didn't do much. It was still a computer on your face though. Right? It was pretty cool. Right? It was pretty cool. I think it's been what seven years since Google Glass. When did Google Glass come out? When did the first Google Glass? Because they came out with they came out with two of them. Google Glass release date, uh, two thousand twelve. Yeah, it's been seven years. It's been seven years since they had Google Glass, and that was all the rage back then, right? So within the seven years, I mean, they could have come out with something or come up with something that. If you notice that video is everything's first person, right? Everything's first person. So maybe they're coming out with some sort of VR 
uh, ability to make you feel like, like Sarge says, like a ready player one where you feel like you're going through the stuff. Like, I don't want to sit there. If I, it, it has to be groundbreaking, right? It's got to be groundbreaking right, and it's got to right, be you, realistic. All right. You've been around almost as long as I have, Mike. Four years has done a big difference. Okay. You realize now after the amount of time you spent in video game, in the video game world, understanding video games, you understand that the stuff that's going on right now, the stuff that they're talking about, like games as a service, uh, microtransactions, loot boxes, how we're going to make games now. That's like the stuff that's in your face right now. But there's an entire division of people working on what the future of gaming is. Like this, this next jump. There, there's guys in the corner working on the next jump. The idea is, is that they have to get a hook for the jump to actually work. Right. Otherwise, it's a blip. Everyone sees the blip and they're like, no, not now. Right? That's how it is. VR was that jump right we knew it is it ready is the hardware enough no, i've is said the software said enough that for the vr is not ready and it wasn't and it wasn't like it's decent it was it, listen it's decent listen guys if if i took if i took a 10 year old who never saw a vr game ever and i put him inside skyrim vr i believe he would shit his pants you know they would, like, it'd be awesome okay like you guys know the difference what 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 games how the game is made what's going on but like someone who has never seen that kind of game and I put the VR goggles on him, and I said, "Here's a game, Skyrim. Go, go have some fun." He'd be like, "Like a like crazy kid Christmas. Like what? I could run around like that's that's the kind of excitement that you want to have, okay? But we know that the graphics are not good enough for what they want to do with that, and yeah. that's what they're working on. That's what they're working on in the back door here that no one's paying attention to. They're working on the next jump. They, they have. Everybody to... now is arguing about the games now, right?" Here's the That's thing, though. The next jump. Even if they just from that video where we saw the just walking forward, it was like a tunnel of each genre: race car, fantasy, medieval. It doesn't matter what the graphics are to me. Like I've I've worn VR headsets. I've played the VR games. It's it's cool. It's phenomenal. It's really cool. But the problem is, there's still that huge barrier. Even if it goes mainstream and lets the price point is down to like let's say two hundred bucks. There's still a huge gap of people getting motion sickness, uh, nausea, uh, dizziness. You know what I mean? Like just you sitting down and putting something on your face and then not moving because your brain thinks you're moving. Okay. That's how that's realistic. Why you, that's why you need the walking platform. I, no, I get it. I get it. What I'm saying is even if they show me like that, like Ready Player One, you need the extra stuff where you you look like you're walking and, and, and they have the stuff out yeah. there. But if you don't do that, it doesn't matter how good it looks or what it does. It's never going to make mainstream because the, the technology is too powerful and too expensive for the average goer, right? That's, that's the right? jump. That's the big we're steep not, hill. We're not, we're, not, we're not there yet, but not, don't think for one second. They're not working on it. Oh, correct. You need you need this. You need the VR headsets to come out because every time something releases and people buy it, it comes down price. Everything comes down in price, lower and lower and lower, slowly over time. Like it just gets cheaper because they're making more parts of it and stuff. Hey, you want to hear you want to hear the end game for that? When VR reaches sea level, when I say sea level, I mean like it's average. It's, it's, it's all it's, good. It's Everyone likes it's sea normal. level. Not, yeah. not a not a a plus. When when VR as a whole reaches sea level. Okay, and you're paying a monthly subscription to be entertained. You just finance the you just finance the VR equipment. It comes to your house like a cable box comes to your house, and you finance it like you finance a phone 
or you finance, you know what I'm talking about? Right. Like they would send you the fucking VR equipment to your house and you're paying like 30 bucks a month until it's paid off. Like that's what it's going to be. You're not going to have to buy a thousand dollar assist. I'm telling you, they're, they're not going to, that's how they're going to get into your house. Right. That's how it's going to get into your house. I'm paying for internet. I'm paying for this. I'm paying for the, uh, for entertainment. And now the new VR set stuff stuff's out. And so, Oh, you want to try the new VR set? They send, they, they send you the fucking walking platform, all this kind of crazy shit. And then you just have to sign the contract, right? Right. You lease 30, it 30 bucks yeah. a month, 30 bucks a month. 40, uh, listen, let's, let's be realistic. 50 bucks a month, right? I have to tell you that. 50 that, bucks a month for a standing, walking. That VR sounds, thing. yeah. That sounds yeah. like a great franchise to start, right? Like you get it for, you make a deal with the company that makes this type of stuff. And then, you, and you are a rent a center. Direction. You are a rent a center to lease this stuff out. And you come in with a crew and you install it for them, put them in a room. So now people, when they buy so them, game rooms. Yeah. I was just going to say the game room. It's not a recreational room. Right. No, it's, it's an actual, it's an actual fucking room. Fucking, yeah. yeah. It's an actual room. Yeah. It's so a bonus room in people's houses is, now is, is a VR the, room. Is the entertainment room. No, it'd be called the VR room. It would, it would be the VR room, right? You have your, you have your you have your master bedroom. You have your My standard bedrooms. Hard thinking about it. My nipples getting hard thinking <laughs> wait, about. Wait, you, hold what on. That, what that room could actually yeah, be. You have your bedrooms. You have you, you walk in. And everyone's like, oh, let me show you a tour around my house. Let me let me go around. This is uh this is my living room. This is the kitchen. Over here is my masturbation room. Over here is the my VR room. Don't get the two confused. I jerk off here because th this room is so is so awesome. <laughs> Don't jerk off in the VR room. You jerk off in the, in the, in the masturbation room, right? Uh, where's your bonus room? Oh, that's, that's the garage. That's just what it is. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Absolutely. Absolutely. 1200 square Miller. feet. Absolutely. Miller, but you understand what I'm saying, right? Like we know that it is possible to gaming be that way. I, I like, you know, it is. We just haven't caught up yet, so we're focused on the shitty stuff that's going on right now. But there are still guys working on the next jump. I said and I'm it. Telling you, it's there. I said it. Season one, first couple episodes, we talked about VR when they were talking about all the VR headsets coming out. I said it from day one. I said VR is not going to take off for at least seven to ten years. I said, but it will take off in sporting events and concerts. About we called that, bro. And it's already, seats, it's already happening. Seats, and they're already starting Already to happening. This past, like, eight months ago, NBA signed a contract with Oculus Rift where you can get front row seats at a basketball four game. Seats. They have four, four seats, seats at a basketball, at game. basketball game. And if you think about it, it's ingenious, right? I, I, I know it's ingenious because I came up with it, right? You put a camera up on the damn floor or on the 50-yard line or in a baseball game behind home plate. And you can sell that one seat, that one spot, a million times over, time. and everyone can everyone can watch. And you turn your head, and you can see that. Seats, how many floor seats can there be? Exactly, millions. Unlimited. Unlimited, Unlimited floor, floor, seats. floor seats. Right. You want to be at WrestleMania? You want to be at a UFC fight front row without getting blood on you? Boom, headset. Everyone's in their house, no and they're traffic, like, no parking, and they're like this. Right. Right. That's it. That's where they are. They're just like, oh, this is this is amazing. Right. I hey, mean, honey, what are you doing? Shut up. We're up by six, three seconds ago. Shut up. Right. And you can change camera angles, right? If you wanted to, you can sit out in left field, a ball's hit. You can watch the instant replay, change the camera angle. You watch the ball come right at you. It, it's, it's weird. The, the possibility billion, billion dollar sales, industry, the possibilities of ticket sales to sporting events will go through the fucking roof. Right. Rock concerts. Right. 
players' salaries will double because they'll know how much money the owners are actually now making, and players' salaries will fucking crush anything you could ever imagine. Right. Think about it. Foxy, think about it. You can be the, listen. You could go to any concert you want, front row. And guess what? Right. You're paying the same amount of money. Yep. They're gonna not gonna charge you less for it. They're gonna charge you the four hundred dollars for the front row seat, except they're gonna charge four hundred dollars to everybody who wants to see it. And don't worry if you if you buy a ticket, okay? If you buy a ticket to your favorite concert, front row oh seats. Oh my god! Hold on. So excited. Hold on. I get Wait. so excited. Are you are you ready for this? Here you go. Right. Right. No no twenty dollar water bottle. But if you buy the ticket. For the VR experience for a concert, let's say it's Bon Jovi, because I know Fox likes Bon Jovi, right? Front row seats, Bon Jovi, okay? You order your tickets. The day the concert's live, you're there live, right? Ding dong, before the concert starts, a t-shirt comes. <laughs> Signed. <laughs> Signed, right? Everybody, everybody, everybody buys front row tickets, gets a signed t-shirt right. sent to their house. It's a signed t-shirt. And by t-shirt. the way, it's not coming by mail. It's coming by drone. Right. <laughs> Right. It's coming by the FedEx. It's coming by a drone. It's coming by the FedEx monster truck that's coming up on your front lawn or the drone that lands in your backyard. Okay. That's what's going to happen. You know you'd buy this. That That's why it's so ingenious. You know for a fact that if I could give front row seats to a concert, but I can't drive, I can't drive to Minneapolis. I fucking hate Minneapolis. Right. But you can go see. Minneapolis, but like, I'm not going to Minneapolis. Right. Front row seats. All the time. Front row seats. All the time. Right. And with all the with all the stereo systems people have, and you can feel, and you can look this way and see the drunk asshole like like spilling his drink, and the person next to you, and you're like, ah, oh, I don't have, I don't have to feel that way. I don't have to be squished up against the railing or, right. or anything like that. I'm up right. there, you're in the comfort of your own home, right. and you're watching a live baseball game right now. And then, and here's and here's Miller. We're going back to Miller, right? Miller and I forget who else up, up on the chat talked about it, like smell-o-vision, smell-o-vision and breezes and stuff like that, like the, the the thing that you wear on your face. Yeah, they have those things already. Would have like a climate control thing on there that make yep. you feel cold or yep. hot or they whatever. They have those things already. And then like the, the, the sound system would have to be incredible. So when you hear the crack of the bat and the smell of the popcorn, your brain thinks you're there. So now like you're just— you're, you're there. So you're wearing, this, you're wearing a headset like this, and there's like sensors here, and they just shoot like— the grass smell. You're like just you're just breathing it in, right? I I'll be honest though. I I don't want smell of vision. I had to film some of this shit like out in the world. Like you're watching a reality TV show. Let's say it's the overbeast man that's like one thousand pounds. Let me tell you, you don't you don't want to smell what that smells like because it smells like an armpit shoved in a pig's ass up another armpit. Like it's it's bad. You don't want smell of vision. Believe me. No 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 smell of vision. All right, so that's that's that. Uh, so I think Google Play or Google is going to announce something along the lines of Oculus Rift type of yes. VR next level, but I, I still think it's not the next next level. It's just the next level, which I still don't think will be um, very popular. Okay. All right, so the next story I want to talk about is Sony – has released a four-part web series putting the spotlight on Cyberpunk 2077 developer. Uh, Sony has decided to release a brand new web series putting a spotlight solely on CD Projekt Red, the renowned developers behind The Witcher 3, uh, Wild Hunt, and highly anticipated Cyberpunk 2077. Uh, To celebrate the CD Projekt Red's past future achievements, Sony has released four extended videos, each spotlight. Where do you find these, though? It doesn't say, is it on the Sony... 
will showcase their upcoming video okay video games at this year's e3 so there's a chance you'll be finally revealed relatively soon at e3 2019 will be held at june 11th through the 13th los angeles at los angeles convention center so i don't know i'm looking forward oh here it is cd project red it's on the playstation so they are already have it oh well i'm gonna give you guys a link in chat you guys can watch this Wait, See, I, wait 20 I, I, minutes. I'm, I'm waiting, wait 20 I'm minutes. waiting for them to actually do a documentary on how a game is developed for real. You can for scroll real. down. You can let's see the, the four videos. Game, let's, show, let's show the fucking people what it takes to make a game. Like they do for like HBO Sports. Like we're at, we're at the camp for the Dallas Cowboys. And you see all the shit that they go through. Right. I want to see the same thing done, but in a development studio. I don't care. It doesn't have to be a AAA company. Right. I want to see what, the, what it is to be in the trenches of a team of guys who spend their fucking life I would, in this fucking building building a game. I would love to interview developers, right? And if anyone's out there, if you are a developer, if you're hearing this later on iTunes or Spotify or whatever, appreciate you guys listening to the past broadcasts. Uh, if you want to watch live, mixer.com slash 30 and still gaming on 8 p.m. on Thursday nights. I would love to interview any developer out there that if you're a one-man team or you work with whoever, if you're an owner of a company or if you're just an employee of a company, I would love to sit down with you and have an interview and and get to know behind the scenes of what what It'll blur out his face. What really is a dead? Give him the deep voice. Or girl, I work for. You know what I mean? Well, no, we could just do an audio podcast. It'd be no, fun. I'm just, I'm just kidding, man. But like, no one wants to be known because then they're like, "Oh, this scumbag from this company." Like, I hate right. that. Right. But that I, I would love to sit down with maybe even a past developer that was with a major company that's not with them anymore, and then talk to them and just get the what what the inside is, right? So. Uh, so there's a four-part series for that. Uh, another another thing uh, Xbox is doing, which is doesn't seem like it's a really big thing, but it really is a huge. Okay, so Microsoft has the biggest game on the planet, right? And I know everyone thinks Fortnite. Are you guys good with breaks? I know everyone We're thinks okay. Fortnite is the biggest game on the planet, and it's not. It's Minecraft. Minecraft is the most important, biggest, most popular game on the planet. So. The game has 91 million monthly players, consistently. 91 million monthly players. Uh, bigger than Fortnite, uh, one of Microsoft's biggest games, launching on Xbox Game Pass. Okay, now everyone's like, why would it go on Game Pass? Who doesn't own Minecraft, right? If there's 91 million people, there's always kids growing up, okay, that haven't even seen Minecraft yet, right? And now they're putting on the Xbox Game Pass where, think about how smart this is. If they person that doesn't own Minecraft, they could purchase it for $20, I think it is, $20 in the Microsoft Store, and just have that game. Or you can tell your mom and dad, hey, it's part of Game Pass. And then Game Pass would be like, hey, uh, your dad or mom would be like, okay, let's get it because there's a bunch of other games there. And now if they only play Minecraft, they've now quadrupled the price of what Minecraft is because Minecraft itself is 20 bucks. But if you play it for 12 months... You with Game Pass, you're paying $120, right, for the game, right? That's sixfold. That's six times uh, uh, the, the price of the actual game, which is crazy, okay? So this is a huge thing. And now also Minecraft's coming out later this year. We don't know when yet. We'll probably see it at E3. I'm actually pretty excited about this because it's a dungeon crawler. It's called Minecraft Dungeons. It's like an RPG dungeon crawler. Based in the Minecraft world, you like like a gauntlet type of thing. You know what I mean? Like a Diablo, but in Minecraft. 
can't wait for. I think it's going to be pretty fucking cool. Um, so looking forward to that. W what do you think, Star? Do you think this is like you're like ah oh, big deal? They're they're doing a game pass, or do you think like holy shit, this is a this is a huge deal because 91 million people already play it, and now they're even going out even farther. All right. So <clears throat> first of all, to me, Minecraft is like the part of a kid's life now that is Legos for the millennials. Yeah. Right? It's a, it's a, it could be as difficult as you want it to be. If I want it to be the real Minecraft, I turn up everything on, right? If I want it to be basic Minecraft, I turn everything off and the kid just learns to build stuff. Right, or right? play creative mode, right. Right, creative mode. So to me, being able, like I even, every once in a while, even I get an itch, I feel like playing Minecraft. For some reason, I still, I still like going in their multiplayer and just kind of building some stuff and hanging out. Like it's a very good tool for children to learn and adults how to build, how to how to create things, how how certain things interact with other things. It's an actually very good learning tool. And for parents, if you tell them, if you explain to them in that same way what your kid will learn from Minecraft from just playing it, and it only costs you ten bucks a month. Well, if it keeps Timmy quiet at the restaurant, it's worth ten bucks a month to me. Right. 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 I'm not even considering. I'm not considering this is why it works out for anybody. I'm not considering about the other games that go along with it that Timmy might play. Right. And by the way, it's always Timmy and Susie. That's just the way it is. Stop asking. All right. But what little Timmy plays for, okay, for 10 bucks a month. Mom doesn't care. It's 10 bucks a month. It keeps him quiet. As and as Timmy learns to get older and he starts surfing the game library and he starts finding new games to play. And new games to play. Right. And new games to play. And now it becomes Engagement is the proper term, which I fucking hate the word, but that's the word. Now it becomes engagement. How long is Timmy on playing? How long is Timmy on playing? Well, Timmy apparently plays Minecraft for 20 hours a week because Timmy doesn't go to school yet. Right. <laughs> mm -hmm. 20 hours a week and he's six. Okay. What happens when Timmy reaches 13 or 14? Timmy will be a fucking addict with video games. If he's on 20 hours a week before, he knows what's going on. Right. Right? It's all about engagement. Hours equal longevity of a game multiplied by microtransactions and loot boxes, depending on what I want to buy. <clears throat> yeah, see, look, even like Hagar, hey, was it Hagar? Hagar's screaming out, I want Sega Game Pass. Right? Because he's having flashbacks of every Sega game ever. Right? Hey, you can buy, I'd pay, don't they I'd have? Pay ten, I'd pay 10 bucks a month to play Fantasy Star again. Yeah, it doesn't see when you say ten dollars, it doesn't sound like a lot of money. But when you pay ten dollars a month for a year and you're doing that for Sony for Xbox, we talked about this like two shows ago or last show, right? But that's you're what paying three hundred dollars a year for for unlimited games that you, to be honest with you, you won't play them all. There's so many games on the system, it's impossible for you to get your monies like to play all the games because you don't have enough time in the day, right? You just don't have enough time in the day. But, we, but there's no statistical data yet that we can talk about that says the average games that somebody buys and then what your average cost for the year would be. You know what I mean? We have to wait for that now because it's starting it's starting to go that way. If you say an average gamer, because we, we'd have to look this stuff up again. I'm sure we can talk about it. We're not going to be 100% correct. But we've talked about how the average gamer buys three games a year. The right. average, the gamer. average gamer, right? Average gamer, not the hardcore, not the streamer. Right, average gamer. Average gamer, three games a year. Yep. So it's one hundred and twenty dollars, right? So let's say we milk the cow for one hundred and twenty. 
Now it's a games as a service. And it's 120 plus at least another, we've got to double that. So it's got to be at least 320 if he's buying microtransactions at all. Because right. statistical data shows that if you play long enough, you're going to buy something. Okay? So now we're at, now we're at uh, 340. Now you're going to tell me I'm going to pay 10 bucks a month, but I'm a gamer. I like different setups, so I'm going to get all three. I'm going to get Game Pass, Origins, and whatever you want to call it, the next one, Google or whatever. So that's 30 bucks a month times 12. Right? That's another 360. Right, so 360 and 340. Now you're up close to $700, okay, for the year, just to play games. Right, just where, to play games. Where, where the average gamer only spent $120. You don't think these suits are sitting in the room, basically creaming in their suit pants, thinking about how much money they can squeeze out of somebody if I charge you 10 bucks a month? Yep, yep. It's 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 all over the place. You bought three games in two months. Yeah, but like I said, the average the average gamer, right? Like I've I've purchased already this year. Um, or actually, I think Anthem is my f no. I, I well, I bought Cas Castle Crashers last week. I bought I bought uh, Anthem, and there was like one other game I bought earlier this year, right? Everything else I've I've kind of like gone back to. Well, obviously, if you if you've if you bought three games in two months and you don't buy any more for the rest of the year, then you would be the average gamer. But if you're buying more, more more than three games, then you're not the average gamer. You're you're more of a hardcore gamer, even though you're you don't play hardcore hours. You know what I mean? But what the difference between what you say a hardcore hours and like people work? Anybody, no, no, no. I anyone's in, in the normal in the normal realm of life. Like you can only have X number of hours. Everybody has the same amount of hours per day. Correct. Right? But a, a kid that doesn't have a job can sit there for ten to twelve hours oh, a day. Easy. But easy. an adult. Can only sit there for like two hours spurts unless they're day off. He, and then, yeah, he, he only can spend, he only spends two hours spurts, but he buys every game that he right. can't have enough time to play for. Yeah, but he, at the, at the same time, it's just tweak. What I'm talking about, most people, like like Lord, he he buys one game and he doesn't even complete it. Like he'll buy a game and then not even complete it because he doesn't have the time to complete it. Like he bought Red Dead, but hasn't had time to complete it yet. Right. Well, how, well let's be honest, bro. Back in the day. How many times did we rent a game and beat it? Oh, well, yeah, because you had you were paying by so, the day. So, so that's that's your monthly subscription, right? Right. I spend I spend twenty bucks a month, and I'm beating two or three games a month, right? Because mom and dad don't want me to buy sixty dollars games all the time. It's fucking ridiculous. Look, Even, well, back then it was Game Pass. Games. Game Pass in any service. If you're if you're sitting there and you only have one service, right? You're paying ten bucks a month, and you play fifteen games that month and beat them all. Well, hell, you got your money's worth, right? You beat 15 games in one month. You paid 10 bucks. Bravo. Yeah, but right. most games most, now, most people are not, not beating, doing that. You're not beating it. It's it's a games of the service. It goes on forever. Right. You can't you're beat part of the story. Look, Sea of Thieves, if you the only way you can beat it is you get Pirate Legend, and even then you're not beating it. And that takes 300 hours to get to Pirate Legend. Okay? That's if you're efficient and nothing else happens to you in that in that game. 300 hours. Okay? So that's a lot of hours. That you're going to be putting into in, into a game, um, you'll probably get sick of it before you beat it, right? That's that's the thing. All right, next story I want to talk about. There was a rumor going around that Sony was thinking about buying 2K Take or I'm sorry, Take Two Interactive. Okay, Take Two Interactive uh, owns all the Borderlands. They own uh, Rockstar. They have so many IPs. The IPs. 
that they own are absolutely ridiculous. They're like the top top of the heap, okay? Just Grand Theft Auto alone would be outrageous uh, in any way, shape, or form if they, if they just bought that. The news story now is there was no talks. They, they came out and said that we've, we've never, ever were in talks of buying uh, Take-Two Interactive. Now, that's the facts. The facts are they were, they were in talks. People in the, in the stock market area said that this was going down, and then it's not going down. It's official. They said that it's not happening. I want to put it out to you, Sarge and chat. What would this mean if a company like Sony or Xbox, or I should say Microsoft, purchased a company like that? What would that mean for gamers? I, 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 can't, I can't hear you. can't hear you. Let's, let's say not any company. Let's say Sony wants to buy well, Take-Two. Sony two. or Microsoft, yeah. What, uh, what does it mean for the industry? Two. What does it mean for the industry? Uh, Grand Theft Auto would never be the same. I think the, yeah, I mean, one, I don't think Grand Theft Auto would be what we would like Grand Theft Auto to be, right? Two, one, it wouldn't make the biggest sales anymore, right? Grand Theft Auto wouldn't be the biggest blockbuster game of all time because it would only be for that one console. And there's a lot of people, the reason that it was number one and made so much money and sold over a billion dollars worth of, of stuff is because it was on multiple platforms, right? PC, Xbox, and and Sony. But everyone, everyone has to understand at this point that the fact that GTA, GTA 5 made that much money was a complete and total fluke. That's why the rest of the industry is so jealous and crazy about microtransactions and loot boxes is because GTA made so much money, okay, doing so little effort, MVP, by the way, yep, in their online version, that they were like, well, there's no way that we can't do this. So everyone stop what they're doing and start thinking about how to copy GTA 5, right? And GTA 5 didn't come out with the idea that this is what was going to happen. They didn't, they didn't think that that's what was going to happen. The largest single grossing entertainment piece, of, I'm sorry, piece of entertainment of all time. Right? You think they set out to do that? No. It just happened to be that way because the, the lines just lined, the, everything lined up, the planets aligned perfectly where it was an open world game fun enough for people to play groups of people and do story missions and heists and give me reasons to buy the things that I wanted to buy. And it was like, I don't know, like, like a microcosm of the eighties all over again. <laughs> he who dies with the most shit wins. That's basically what it was. And so I, I said it before it even came out that red dead two was never going to come close to no, doing what no, GTA five no. did. But everybody else was like, well, if we could use just do 10% of what GTA 5 did, we'd be bazillionaires. Right. And that's that's the mentality. And that's why you ended up with all these fucking games as a, as a games of service. Here's my thing. If, if, this, if this transaction went through, not with just Sony, with any bigger company, I hate when bigger companies buy other bigger companies because what that does is just one step closer to a monopoly – and, and and for them to control the whole market. And if they control, if they own 20 IPs in that market, they can set a trend of whatever they want, right? If like microtransactions are the thing and 20 of the best things, then that's what it is, right? Because they, they control the market now. It would be terrible. It would be terrible if Take-Two Interactive uh, got bought out by one of these conglomerate companies. It's, 
I don't even like what Microsoft's doing, right? Buying these smaller companies, right? Because they're basically what they're doing is it's like an incubator program, right? They're, they're seeding, right? They're seeding. They're incubating them, right? So they're bringing yeah. them in and they're waiting for that one one hit or whatever it is, and they pick it up, like, and it, it could be it could mean billions of dollars if they have a have a hit hit uh, well, IP. If you, if you have if you have numerous indie companies doing their own thing because you're relying on them, like, let's see what you guys can do, right? Right, because even if you, because even if you don't do well, our, our our Game Pass model means that we'll get the money anyway, right? Right. right. So if an any developer comes out with a couple games, and one of them hooks, if one of them hooks, and it becomes the next big IP, and then we can franchise it and do a, a three game or four game run over the next eight years, then it was worth every penny. Right. Every penny to get those guys into the, into into the into the loop. So now. They want to get as many of these teams in there as possible. Everyone's trying their own thing. And all the while, the Game Pass model is there. So even if even if the game doesn't do well, they are still collecting money. It is steady revenue every quarter. And it'll only get bigger. That's where the good part is. Because then you'll have multiple indie companies making better IPs because the, the, the fear of them being fired and destroyed won't be there anymore because the Game Pass money's there, right? And now they can do what they want as opposed to make a game, crack the whip. Doesn't go well, you're out, right? Like the EA method. Here, here, here's, a, here's a stat for you. When the last time Grand Theft Auto was on a single system, which back then it was on PlayStation 2, Grand Theft Auto 3 was only on PlayStation 2 when it released, Okay, PlayStation sold over 158 million units worldwide of actual PS systems. It's still one of the largest, uh, most popular gaming consoles of all time. Grand Theft Auto 3 only sold 350,000 copies by January of 2008. The game released in 2006. Okay, so... Not even a half a million copies were sold of Grand Theft Auto, and that was 158 million units sold. Now, right now, there's PlayStation has 90 million PlayStations out in the in the world, or 85 or something like that. Okay, now mind you, Grand Theft Auto sold over Grand Theft Auto Five sold over 90 million copies. Okay, so that's every basically if it was just PlayStation, that would be every console that sold bought. If it was just exclusive, but it wasn't. It was on PS, it was on PC, it was on PS, and it was on Xbox, right? Across all platforms, it sold 90 million copies. So if if they bought it, Sony or Microsoft, whoever did it would be an idiot if they got the exclusive rights to it because they would lose more money than make money because even if they own the rights of it and they sold it to Microsoft to put it on their store or PC, they would still make revenue off of that, right? They're not making... Yeah, it's exclusive, but do you think someone that has that's Microsoft or PC would go, you know what, I'm going to buy a PS4 just to play Grand Theft Auto? Majority of the population would not do that. Would not do that. They wouldn't buy well, a PlayStation. Wait a now. I bought I bought a PlayStation for GTA 3. That's different though. Think about the time frame back then to what you have now. There was less games, less hit games, right? No, I understand that, but I, but I remember distinctly I wanted the PlayStation oh, yeah. because I wanted GTA 3. Right. 
because I knew it was coming out eventually for GTA or, or for PlayStation. But do you but do you, do you think in this day and age that you, people would do that? Do you think someone would just go, hey, you know what? I'm going to buy a PS uh, PS5 because of Grand Theft Auto 6, even though they've never owned a PS before, or they're, know what, or they're a diehard PC player. You know what? But the the mentality has changed now. It's not about it's not about buying the console. They they keep telling you it's about buying the console and first party titles, but what it's really about is which company has the better deal for their monthly subscription. That's what it is now. If you put on a right? monthly subscription, that's you a completely wanna, different. You want to do first party titles? I get it. I understand why, but really, what it is now is it, it, who has the best first party titles. I guess still maybe it's important because. You know, whoever has the best first party titles, at least that's why you buy the console. And then once you have the console, then we can sell you the Game Pass, or then we can sell you the monthly subscription. Right. Right. Because if if I'm a, if I'm a real gamer, right, I've got multiple systems. And now, do I have multiple accounts? Do I have multiple Game Passes going on? Is the question. Who's got the better first party titles for me to pay them the extra money? Maybe I let, let's say for instance I have PlayStation and Xbox. And I have Game Pass for Xbox, but I don't have Game Pass for PlayStation, hmm. right? I buy the games on PlayStation, digitally, of course, but I don't have the Game Pass for PlayStation. It, see, this is how it goes. And then maybe the, maybe for one year, then I say, well, now PlayStation's got the better first-party titles for this year, so now I sign up for this year for PlayStation, and I let my Game Pass for Xbox run out on purpose I, because yeah, but here, I want the first-party titles on this side for this year. Let's be honest, though. The people that are watching this podcast right now or listen to me on YouTube or listen to me on iTunes and are gamers, those people would probably buy the console to get the game, right, if it was exclusive because we are diehard gamers, right? Even if you're a part-time gamer, you're a diehard gamer. But we are still a small percentage. Of course, the streamers would get it if you watch Twitch or Mixer. Okay, because they it's a business it's a business thing, but the 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 mass society of people I don't think would buy a new console just to get Grand Theft Auto Six if they already owned a console that they were enjoying, especially if they're PCs. They're PC guys. They hate leaving PCs so they could play. Like PC would be super pissed off. Okay, if they couldn't get a GTA on the PC, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, but we're really close to where console and PC are going to be the same. We're really close. Right. Uh, yeah, you're right. I mean, all depending on what the next systems come out and stuff like we're, that. We're really close. Yeah. All right. So the, the last story I want to talk about, well, actually, it's a, it's a combination of two, right? Division 2 is out and Anthem. Division 2 actually releases at midnight tonight as official, I think, uh, for everybody, which I actually might pick up. I might pick it up, right? Because... Anthem is how do I put this? I'll type it for you. Hang on. <laughs> Let me type it in. Hang on. This way I don't say something I shouldn't say. <laughs> so Sarge wrote in chat for people on iTunes and all the other places. Fucking broke. Okay. I've been playing Anthem since the VIP demo. I played it for the open beta, VIP beta. Uh, open beta early access on PC, played it two days early on the on the Xbox, and I've been playing ever since on the Xbox. The core of the game is absolute blast, right? It's fun. If you if you're going through level zero to level thirty, it's it's fun. Okay, right. You just have to reset your MAC address. 
<laughs> so it's it's a lot of fun. But the end game in this game is absolutely broke. It's broke in so many ways. Everyone thinks that right now that if Anthem just makes more loot drop, that it's going to solve the problems, and it's not. It's just gonna. It's a band aid. And it's, and it's a um, it's a plant. It's a, a band aid on a fucking missing arm. Right, right. No, it's a, it's a band aid, and it's a plant that your kid moves over because they broke something to hide the what they did wrong. Okay, because their system is so flawed, it doesn't scale right now. And I know they're putting it in, right? And I know the defenders of it. I, I I like the game. I'm not talking shit about it. I'm just stating the facts here. They gave us a level 18 gun part of the Legion of Dawn edition. It's a legendary weapon, and it was a level 18. They did a patch this last week on the 9th, and they made that gun. All Masterworks are now, they went from 45 to 61, and legendaries went from 47s to 75. I don't know why they picked the numbers that they picked. They don't, as of right now, I don't think they know why they picked the numbers that they picked. There's so many things missing from this game that they're like, well, they're adding it. They're adding it. They're adding it. And it's like, why wasn't this in the game to begin with? Like right now, Sarge, if you played easy mode, which I did, I got masterworks from easy mode. I got more masterworks from easy mode than I got from Grandmaster 2 and 3 combined. Okay. I couldn't get I couldn't get a masterwork or a legendary or masterworks to drop in the game. So then everyone's talking about luck. Your luck has to be between 80 and 90, right? It can't go above 90. Your base for your guy is 100, and anything above that is you can add another 100 or another 90. So you have technically you have 190 luck. Everyone's like, this is what you have to do. You have to have between 80 and 90 luck. And I was like, oh, yeah, cool. So I went in with 182 luck. Someone else went in with like 190-something luck. Another person went in with like 300 luck. And I then, don't think the numbers mean anything. Yeah, hold on, hold on a second. And then one person slow in our chat went in with zero luck okay we we did a grandmaster two i got nothing chaos got nothing and uh swifty got nothing and slow got two legendaries okay within 15 minutes of each other it's actually like five minutes of each other with zero luck so everyone's talking about that if you have luck in this game it makes better drops for you and i'm like all right cool so i had luck the other guy had luck the third person had luck, but the fourth person had no luck, and he got all the gear, like what we're all going for. Now, everyone's like, well, you're just unlucky. I'm like, no, no, no. The, the system's broke, so I changed my title. I was like, there is no spoon. The best luck is no luck, okay? Nobody knows shit about nothing in this game of consumer-wise because I don't think anything works. Like, I don't think the numbers of luck work. I don't think the numbers of the other thing work. Here, get this, guys. This is an actual glitch that I read before the show tonight. So it takes the average of your power armor that you have on, the average of it. If you remove your support, okay, off of your guy because it's the lowest number if you have all masterworks, take it off, you'll actually do more damage now because that number is bringing your power level down, okay? So you'll actually do more damage if you take off your support weapon or support uh um, mod, a mod, whatever, off of your character, and you do more damage. It's it's broke. It's physically broke. Now, here's the thing: people are like, "Well, it's like there's a badge of honor." They're like, "Oh, it took us six years to make this game." I hope not. 
I really hope not. It didn't take you six years because this game, the the stuff that you showed at E3, the way the explosions were, the things were moving and picking up the thing. I said something. I said something last E3 when they didn't pick up the embers off the ground. I was like, that's weird that they're not showing us the embers anymore, right? The, the way they cut it, they didn't show us picking up the weapons. And now I know why. Because in this version of the game, you can't pick up. You can't pick up the things in it off the ground, right? It doesn't show you what weapon it is. But E3 of 2017, it shows you and it's like, oh, this is the Jarl's Revenge or whatever it was called, Yolden's Revenge. And you're like, that's cool. That game they showed at E3 for that small section, I think, was complete. And they completely lost sight of whatever. And I'm not taking shit on the guys. I, I'm sure they're working hard. I'm sure they're going to fix the game. I'm sure the game is just one patch away from like making it better. Okay, or if you're talking about Fallout 76, there are a shit ton of patches away before they make that game better. I just don't understand how Anthem had all these other games ahead of them and still made so many mistakes. Now, Division 2 is out. I've watched a lot of Division 2. A lot of Division 2. It looks like a smooth game. I've listened to reviews, first impressions. I've watched hours and hours and hours of it. I've watched hours and hours and hours, and I don't own it. It's I don't own it either. Okay, it's very smooth. Yes, there's a couple glitches. There's a couple things. There is a glitch right now that you can open a you can open a thing over and over and over again, and it kind of is stupid. So I hope they patch that real fast. Okay, there's a couple of small little glitches, but no game breaking glitches where it's so. Here you go. What we've always asked for from Destiny, especially when Destiny Two came out, I said Destiny Two should have been Destiny One. Okay, and then added to it. Okay. Just make it better. Not the not the worlds in general, just the core of the game, and they should have added on top of it and made it better. Division one, I believe, was was in bad shape when it came out. It took them 18 months to fix it. And now division two is what division one should have been at launch. Okay. Should have been a great game at launch. Division two right now seems like they have their shit together with mid-maxing. Lots of loot drops, lots of things happen. Quality of life things happen all the time. Like you can automatically run, right? I know it doesn't sound like a big ding, but it is, right? Automatically running through the, through the streets. The the leveling system's a little wonky at the moment. They're gonna fix. They've already made some fixes with patch notes this morning, I believe. I didn't read through them. The end game supposedly right now is fantastic as well. It just seems like a well rounded game. Now, mind you. If they started Division 2 when they said it was, it's only been two years, I think almost three years, okay? And if they started it back when Division 1 was going because it's the same structure, they've technically been working on it for six years. Now, if you look at the Division over the last six years, this game looks fucking sharp. And you look at Anthem over its six years, and this game looks absolutely dog shit compared to it because of just the system that they've been placed in it. It's absolutely crazy the way they've they, they've done this system. Have you seen anything with with Anthem, Sarge? Like I know we talked about it a little bit last week, and I know you're not playing. But do you think do you think there was something like Bungie that something behind the scenes happened and we still don't know? And they actually don't they actually don't have six years on this game? Like it's only been three years? What do you think about that? I know for a fact that the publishing company loves to lie and then say that they didn't lie, but they lied about not lying. I know that for a fact, okay? If they worked on this game for six years, 
and don't have any actual RPG systems or loot systems in the game, then number one, these are the worst idea guys in a room ever. But the actual execution of mechanics and visuals for how good the game actually looks and how it plays and the map detail is incredible, even though it's downgraded. Yeah. I hate to use the word. It is. It is. But it is. Okay. However, I can't, I cannot believe with a grain of salt that they worked on this game for six years and have no end game thought process. Yeah. And they want us to beta test them. And, yeah. and they want us to beta test. Right I, now. I did a tweet. I don't, I, 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 it's not possible. I, did I don't a, believe six years. I did a Twitter um, response, right? So this, this, this one tweet really irked me. And it got me upset because I'm I've been playing Anthem for almost 300 hours total over the last month and a half. Okay, it's like 288. And EA Help put something out saying, "Calling all freelancers, we need your help tracking down problems with Anthem game, quick play missions. Head to Answer HQ to help us out." And I was just like, "I understand you need help. There's other ways to go about what they were doing. This this basically we always joked around about Destiny saying it was a super beta." Like, we were beta testers for that game to make what Destiny 2 was, and we were still beta testers to make what Forsaken was. And these guys just came out, and I know it wasn't BioWare, but BioWare talked to EA, and EA sent this out. EA Help sent it out because it's it's faster for people that are playing the game to find out what the, what the problems are so they can work on it faster, and I get all that. But the problem is they should have – what they should have done is they should have put a tweet out saying, if you would like to help us out, please sign up here, some sort of uh, – like, like Sea of Thieves did. It's too late. It's no, too no, no, late. no, 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 no. It's they, they, they have a, a pioneer program in, in Sea of Thieves that they opened up to everybody, so anyone can play it now, right? You opt in. You opt in to tell them I, I want to help fix your game, right? Because I'm a fan of your game, a hardcore guy. I love what I love what you're doing. I want to see this game grow. You opt in. This is literally coming out and saying, hey, yeah, you opt in, but they're putting it out on the on the public where you're just like, what are you thinking? If you are if you are counting on the general public to help you solve a problem for the game that you invented, there's your number one problem right there. Yeah, you guys don't have end game in your head. They don't have. I'm not talking about end game end game in the game. I'm talking about end game right. in their heads. They, they, don't, they don't, don't know where know, they're going. They don't know the process of which they're going to close the game. Like what what is the what is the loop? What is it? What we're doing? Why do we do what we do? Where are the RPG elements? Where's the customization? Why am I getting these things? It's not there. Right. Okay? And everyone pretends. Everyone pretends the game is done. Okay, great. I hope you enjoy it. Okay? However, when you say it's a games as a service and a continuing process and things go on, if the game isn't done and then we add stuff to it as opposed to we just release the game in any condition we want and we'll fix it when we feel like it, and then you want us to tell you how to fix it. Right. What is your process? So, so I, I, I jokingly put what, – What is the process? I, I jokingly put on Twitter, I said, hello, EA. I would love to help you out and play test your game. Since I've been here playing it since the VIP beta and open beta and every day since release, my pay is $25 an hour plus a reimbursement of, your, uh, of, of the money that I purchased for a copy of your game. And so far, you owe me $7,200, okay, because I've been testing it. Since launch, I have 288 hours in, uh, involved with this game, 
and it's broke. I'm still playing it because I do enjoy it, and I love punishment, right? I just love I love smashing my head up against something. I've actually started making my own, sort of like when we were kids, I made my own rules and my own things that I'm trying to enjoy stuff with instead of trying to go I, find I, legendaries. I, 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 can't, I cannot believe for a moment that the actual developers don't know what they're doing. I can't believe that. Yeah, I can't. It, I can't. It's a conflict. It's got to be a conflict of interest that what the publisher wants them to do and how they want them to do it is conflicting with what needs to be done in the game to keep it fun, okay? And what, what really irks me is the fact that selling a game is not enough. Selling the game that's complete is not enough. It has to be selling the game with a, grindiest, with a grindy type of end game that allows us to stay longer so we can buy microtransactions that are cosmetic and don't matter as opposed to releasing a game that's complete i give you the money the 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 in-game stuff has got microtransactions and when you release content actual content i pay for dlc yeah that's how you make the money you actually make a product and you sell the product. Here's the thing: with a game like this, even if it's a service game, I know Destiny does. They sell. Good they sell. God. I would have. I would have liked if if they held it back a bit. I think they were rushed. I think they had to get it out, and they got it out before they wanted to get it out before Division fourth Two. Quarter fourth quarter finances. They, that's what it was. They wanted to get it out before Division Two, which I think was a mistake, because now it makes Division Two even look better because it's a complete game and it's shiny and it's it, you're like, holy shit, this is a, this is a good end game. The mid-maxing and the loot system in Division 1 was, at the end of Division 1, in uh, 1.8 update, was phenomenal, right? And they just moved it over, and it looks really good in Division 2, okay? Now, I, I, I'm just upset. I want them to fix it. I'm, I'm, I'm on board with them fixing it. But, again, there's so many games and so little time that if it takes them six months to, to get it down pat, and they're like one one thing away. Like I don't know. I I know that they say they're not abandoning the game, and they're gonna they're gonna go forward with it. But it, it just seems like it's inferior right now. For being out for six years and putting a product out like this, it, it just really scares me. And I don't know. No matter what they do, I'm 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 still gonna play Anthem. But the next EA game to come out, okay. Regardless if it's Battlefront 3, if it's Mass Effect 5, if it's Battlefield 6. I don't know if I could trust EA anymore on, on completing a game because they're going, we read it last week, they're going as games of service, and we're never going to get that full-fledged game going forward. I almost wish... But it, but it, but it doesn't matter, right? right. Because if, if their business model works, and it probably it will, once you get rid of the hard copy... Right. Once you get rid of the hard copy and you're buying it digital, right? You buy digital, you can't return it. Right. Okay. Right. Now you have it. You, now you bought it digital. You can't return it, and you're paying monthly for the for the Game Pass. Right. Well, here's right? because not every game, not every game that comes out is going to be on the Game Pass or 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 Origins Access. It's just going to be whatever they decide. Right. Right. So now they don't have to finish shit. They're right. collecting money regardless. They right. don't have to finish shit. There's and no there's no fear of them releasing a bad product because they have the money. Here, here's another shitty part with these games as service, right? You play the game, it takes you like 10 to 20 hours to get fast, 10 to 20 hours to get to end game and you start playing end game. Well, even if it's a shitty end game, you can't return it because the, re the return policy is two hours for a digital copy. Two hours. 
right? We used to get 10 days. Right. Two hours, 14 <laughs> we days. Get, we used to get 10 days. Right. 14 days. In two hours, the game itself, like I said, from zero to 30, there's a game there. There is a game there. Okay. But the actual return policy is two hours. And to get to end game, it's going to take you 20 to 30 hours. And then to do stuff end game and stuff doesn't drop, you're stuck. You're stuck. These are your two options. You either keep playing the game, okay, and just deal with it, or you stop playing the game and, and and be like, well, I guess I'll come back six months later. And I don't really feel like that's the way you should treat your your consumers, right? You make a shitty game, and my choices are I either stop playing it or deal with it, right? Yeah, yeah. Did you not remember Sodalin's Ultimatum? Yeah, don't buy it, right? Right. You don't like it, don't buy it. And I get it, but I do like the game. But the end game that I wanted, there's no end game. There's no end game. And they're like, well, you played 200 hours. I did play 200 hours. I, I like the game, but there's no end game. And even if I wanted a refund, I couldn't get it in the 30 hours that I played it because it's already past the two hours. And I didn't know the end game sucked until I got there. That's correct. And that's built into the system, by the way. Right, right. You have the honeymoon phase of all these games as a service. Oh, it's awesome. The playability is awesome. The graphics are awesome. Look at my guy flying around. It's awesome. Everything's awesome. Wait, where's the RPG stuff? Wait, what? Right. What? Hut? Right. Yep, too late. All too right. Late. Well, that's it for the show this week. Generation X Gaming, a weekly podcast that goes over a few of the top stories from the past week, and we rant along the way. Episode 162 is in the can. You can listen to us every single week. Yeah, we're doing some casual crashers after this. You can listen to us every single week here live on Mixer, 8 p.m. Eastern on Thursday nights. Um, you can listen to past broadcasts on iTunes, Spotify, uh, Anchor.fm. Uh, let me put the uh, the podcast link in chat. Uh, I really, really appreciate everyone right now. Just click that link, click on Anchor, follow us on Anchor, so you get you get the the news feed, whatever the uh, RSS feed to kick in or follow us on iTunes, leave a review. Uh, if you want to chime in with any questions towards us or video games, you get a new story. You can go to our discord, our discord inside our discord. You can leave a message there in a um, generation X gaming submit news story uh, segment. I do appreciate everyone that submitted a story this week. Um, I'll clear that out in the next day or so. Uh, remember this, this show is over, but the stream's not over. Uh, we're going to end this, and then we're going to move over to uh, a stream for Castle Crashers. We're playing with a bunch of buds. Who was, who was playing with us last week? Uh, Saltine King. Well, Salt. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So I uh, appreciate you guys coming out. Thanks for watching, and we'll see you guys on the next episode. that have been playing games since the early 1980s. Combined, they have over 65 years' experience. Join them each week as they discuss and write about gaming and entertainment news. This is Generation X Gaming.